0: Hey guys, spoilers ahead. I'm Laura. And I'm Wes. And this is Breakdown from the Couch.
1: This is the podcast where we watch movies that are available on streaming services and then try to break them down for you scene by scene.
0: Yep. You can check us out on social media. Just search for Breakdown from the Couch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also check us out on ageofradio.org. You can find our episodes there as well as shop our sponsors. Uh, Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. We're available wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to give us a review and message us with any movie suggestions you might have. So we are going to continue on this month, which is all about me, for my birthday month. (laughs) Yes. And so this week I decided we should do the movie Hook, starring Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman. Oh yeah, a classic. A classic, yeah. So do you have the synopsis for us?
1: I have, uh, from the usual source, IMDb. When Captain James Hook kidnaps his children, an adult Peter Pan must return to Neverland and reclaim his youthful spirit in order to challenge his old enemy.
0: Yeah. So, all right. Well, you ready to jump in? Yep. All right. Uh, So for the first scene, uh, it opens up on a children's play, Mm -hmm. which, funny enough, is Peter Pan. And, you know, you just see a bunch of people sitting in the audience watching it, you know, a bunch of kids. You see, you know, this... Little girl who's supposed to be playing Wendy and another girl playing Peter Pan. And yep. they're up there doing the play.
1: Still not any better than Mary Martin. True. She will be the best Peter Pan ever.
0: That's true. She, yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs>
0: but they show in the audience, you see this other, you know, this family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which, of course, Robin Williams plays Peter. Right. And then also his son, Jack, and his wife, Maura. Mm -hmm. And they're sitting watching it and they're, you know, having a good time until he gets a phone call in the middle of the play.
1: Right. Which, y'all, this
0: was 1991. Oh, dude,
1: that phone.
0: That phone, the fact that he had a phone, that would have been freaking expensive.
1: Oh, for sure. Well, he was a lawyer, so he was making some really good money, I'm sure.
0: But anyway, so he, you know, the phone goes off. He answers it. You can tell the wife is not happy at all that he answered it. Yeah. She's, you know, she keeps telling him, like, hey, you're missing it. Mm -hmm. And anyway, so he's talking to this guy named Brad about uh, this acquisition that they're trying to do. And he yep. he points out, he's like, well, he's like, I'm going to be on a plane tomorrow to London for uh, Granny Wendy is having a, she's having a wing at, at a hospital dedicated to her. Right. And so, you know, we're going to, we all are going to be there for it. And then um, he says, well, he's like, I can do a meeting in the morning, you know, tomorrow in the morning. And his son says, dad, what about my game? You know, it's the last game of the season or whatever. And at that point, Peter says, you know, I've got my son's baseball game. He's like, you know, he he tells his son, he's like, it'll be a short meeting. And then he said, my word is my bond. Mm -hmm. And the kid's like, oh, okay. And so from there, you know, you just see, you you see like the play still, you know, the the little girl and stuff. Yeah, it's
1: the point in the play where Peter Pan says he's going to give her a kiss. Right. And And it's the little thimble.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so just kind of, you know. They just kind of show that, you know, with the play.
1: Right. He's the stereotypical, like, ultimate absentee father, really. Like everything else in the world. Well,
0: he's a workaholic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. His job is way more important than his family. Right. And it just, you know, you can see it's clear. It's really pissing off his son and his wife.
0: Yeah, for sure. And so. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say the next scene, it shows Jack at his baseball game. And, uh, you know, the mom and the sister are in the stands and they're rooting for him. Yeah. And the, the mom, Maura, you know, keeps looking for uh, Peter.
1: Right. Cause he's supposed to be there. Right. He's like, I give you my word. He yeah. told that to his son, but right. still, he's supposed to be there.
0: Yeah. And she's like, Where's your father? And, you know, uh, the little girl's eating a hot dog, and she's like, he'll be here, he promised.
1: I like how they dress the little girl up, like, ultimate, like, tomboy, like... Oh, yeah. She's wearing the hat on backwards and, like, right. a big baggy, like, baseball-type shirt yeah. or whatever. It's like, they're really driving home the point. She is the little sister of the little boy, and right. they are there as a family to watch a baseball game. Exactly. <laughs>
0: And so after she says that, we go back and um, Peter is at the office and he's doing kind of like a walk and talk type thing. And he walks by this one guy and tells him, you know, hey, he's like, I need you to go to the baseball field and record my son's game. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, you see that guy run off and then there's a woman who... Apparently he didn't even write his own speech that he's supposed to be giving right. it at, at Granny Wendy's uh, and he
1: himself was an orphan. Yeah. Uh, that that Yeah, we she find we find out and, right. Yeah.
0: We find out some more about that a little bit later, but that, yeah. So
1: I thought we knew that at this point in this movie, or was that later?
0: I think it's a little bit later, oh,
1: but still he himself was an orphan. Yeah. <laughs> she raised him, taught right. him how to read and write and found a family for him. Right. And he can't even come up with a speech on his own.
0: Exactly. And so she's, she's saying what the speech is, you know, cause it's written on note cards and yeah. you know, he's like, Oh, okay. And so they just show him and you know, at this point, you know, he's got his baseball cap on. And, you know, all these people are kind of following him, you know, to the elevator. And then they do, like, this stupid-ass thing. Yes. Where they do, like, a drawl-type thing with their cell phones. Between right, him both, and this Brad guy.
1: Yeah, they, they both carry their phones in the, mm-hmm. the holster. Right. On their belt. And they're like, you know, drawl! And somebody does the ring noise with their yeah. mouth. And
0: they, you know, I think
1: Peter beats them to the draw.
0: Does. And so, at this point, we find out that Peter is scared to fly. And, you know, in an airplane and, um, he's, you know, getting onto the elevator and, you know, like one lady's pointing out, you know, you have a better chance of dying in a car accident than you do in a plane crash. And, you know, he's, he's saying, you know, well, if it's your time to go, it's your time to go.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But then his elevator doors are closing. He's like, but what if it's the pilot's time?
0: Yeah. It's like, (laughs) oh God. And then we go back to the baseball game Mm -hmm. and, uh, Jack is up at bat And this is where the guy from the office sits down and he asks Maura, he's like, which one's your son? And she's like, he's the one at bat. And he's like, okay, thanks. And then you see him pull out the camcorder. And she obviously knows now, like, what's going on. Oh, yeah,
1: she does. She's like, you know. She just eye rolls and mm-hmm. it's like, "God, seriously, Peter, you can't be here for your own son's game."
0: Exactly. And then at that point, Jack actually turns around and notices that yeah, his dad isn't there. Exactly. And it's like, who the hell is this weird guy right. sitting next to my mom? Take you know, taking video of me. Right. Um. And It'd be so, very disappointing. Yeah. And so at that point, his mom, you know, they're watching the game and um, the pitcher. Is about to pitch and she's like, you know, please not a curveball, please not right, a curveball.
1: Right. Like, that's his and and I think a curveball is difficult anyway, regardless. Right, right. But that's his weakness. He just cannot hit a curveball.
0: Exactly. And so that's just it. So of course the kid throws a curveball and yep. he misses, and now the game is over, and unfortunately, they lost. Yep. So and of course he walks off the field and he's feeling bad. Yeah,
1: all bummed. The kids are hitting him with in their head with their bats and no, stuff. No, they're not. <laughs> They should I, have.
0: Yeah, You okay. lost us the game. No, Yellow. somebody else could have gotten some runs, too. It's not just him.
1: I know, I'm just joking. <laughs> but,
0: anyway, so, of course, yeah, he walks off the field, and he's bummed. Yeah. Um. And then, from there, we see Peter shows up at the field, and of course, it's way too freaking late. Every Everybody's gone. And so, um, after that, uh, I believe now we're on the Pan Am flight.
1: Yep, Pan Am. Yep. The... This, this shows how far back this movie was.
0: I didn't even Pan know Pan Am is
1: no longer an airline. Well, I know they haven't that. been an airline for a long time. Well, that's just
0: it. This was 91. Like, I didn't even know they were still around in 91.
1: I did not know that. I either. thought they were
0: gone in the 80s.
1: I thought so, too, but I guess it was probably mid-90s. I forgot to look that up. Yeah. If you can check real quick, maybe.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll keep talking while I'm looking it up, but... And so... Yeah, they're on this flight, and they've hit turbulence, and so...
1: Yeah, I've never been through turbulence. I've only flown, like, once, um, so I've never had the opportunity to be through something like that, but, like, the turbulence is happening through this entire scene, I don't know if turbulence can actually last that long.
0: Okay, so Pan Am, but... real quick, it looks like it started in 1927 until its collapse on December 4th, 1991. So it's the Holy same, hell. yeah, same year that this movie.
1: Man, they used Pan Am, uh, yeah. <laughs> just before they, uh, just before they went defunct, yep. defunct or whatever it is. So before they collapsed.
0: Yep, ended in bankruptcy in December
1: 91. Wow. Okay. See, that's that's okay. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, they're they're sitting on this plane, and the daughter comes up with this picture that well, Jack has drawn. And
0: real quick, he's sitting there, and you can tell he's terrified. I mean, right. He's, he's like white-knuckling it. Yeah, he's gripping the seats and stuff. In his seat.
1: And he's even got, like, one of his office tools mm-hmm. out. It looks like a little...
0: Adding it, machine or something?
1: Yeah. I was about to say laptop, but that's not a laptop. No. It was just a simple LCD screen on it. But he's got something out. And, well, yeah, he's working. You know, he can never stop working
0: right and, and Ma- jack's and, drawn a picture yeah and maggie shows him. she's like look what jack drew and it's literally an airplane going down <laughs> yes. in flames with <laughs> sharks at the bottom and it's got three people with parachutes and one without
1: yeah and i like the one that doesn't have a parachute how it's like the yeah. arms out and it's just
0: tumbling yeah and <laughs> and so he's like Oh, and he's like, and who are these people? And she points out, she's like, well, she's like, that's Jack, that's me, that's mommy, and that's you. And he's <laughs> like, well, how come I don't have a parachute?
1: <laughs> and at that
0: point, you know, Mora turns around from the seat in front. Right. And she basically tells him, like, you need to talk to your son.
1: Exactly. I mean, if he should have talked to his son a long time ago. right? But, yeah, he sits down next to his son on the plane, and he begins talking to him. But the whole time he's talking to him, he's bouncing his baseball up off of the overhead yeah. storage bin.
0: Which I have a which feeling- is annoying. Well, not only is that annoying I have a feeling a, a, a stewardess would have stopped oh, that sure. real freaking quick
1: for sure because one it's it's annoying all the other guests it's allowed right and it could damage that overhead bin exactly and that would be on you then you'd have to pay for that
0: right and so <laughs> that's just it he tells them you know knock it off and he's like you know you're gonna break a window and right then Jack is like they're double pained you can't break them and he takes it and slams the baseball yeah
1: I don't care how strong they are would you not test it
0: yeah exactly that would
1: be my response to that it's like i don't care how (laughs) strong those windows are yeah we do not need to test it stop it
0: and so that's whenever the kid is like you're afraid of being sucked out and he's like i'm not afraid of being sucked out and the kid's like yes you are you're afraid you're going to be sucked out and he tells which i would have been yeah it's (laughs) like he just tells them to stop Mm -hmm. and then he tells them you know that next season he promises to be at six games and the kid is like, yeah, well, you better buy a lot of videotape, which I have to admit that was a pretty, That's a good, pretty good comeback. It was. I like, like give that. the kid props for that. Yeah. And then once again, he tells them, you know, my word is my bond. And then he takes yeah. the yeah, kid right. takes the baseball and he goes, yeah, a junk bond. And he throws it. And whenever he does, it causes the mass to come down,
1: which that would have freaked me out oh. on, if I was on the plane. Right. And I saw that happen to that one. I'd be like.
0: Where's the other one? Uh, where are the other ones? Yeah. Is
1: something going on? What right. do I need to do? Right. <laughs>
0: well, and so, yeah, so the things come down and he tells, uh, he tells the kid, he's like, um, yeah. you know, stop acting like a child. And he's like, but I am a child. But I am a child. And he's exactly. like, well, grow up.
1: Which, I mean, yes, he's being a jerk. He's an absentee father. He's, he's not being, um... He's not being a very good dad. No, but in his defense, a little bit, not much, but a small defense. (laughs) Jack is being a little bit annoying. Yeah, he's he's acting out in a way. Yeah, he's looking for attention, even if it's bad attention. Right, but that's annoying. Yeah, stop bouncing the ball in the window. (laughs) Exactly.
0: So, anyway, so now we're in London. Yes. Um. You know, they show up to uh, Granny Wendy's uh, house. Yeah,
1: it's been snowing outside. There's snow and ice everywhere all over. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jack is, a... of course, you know, acting out a little bit, kind of climbing on this snow slope thing.
0: Right. And, you know, again, he tells him to knock it off. And yeah. And he's trying to tell the kids, you know, now, you know, behave, um, you know, basically say like nice things, that right. kind of stuff. And this part makes me laugh and I don't know why. So Well
1: Toodles is great, man. I
0: love Toodles. So <laughs> anyway, so they knock on the door, the door opens and and Peter says, Toodles, and Toodles goes, It's snowing and he slams the door. <laughs> and at that point the kid uh the kid starts laughing and he starts and he choking. chokes on his gum. Yeah, and so Peter has to, you know, hit him in the back to make him. Make him,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so
0: anyway, the door opens up again and we're introduced to Liza, who I guess mm-hmm. is supposed to be kind of like the housemaid. I think so. And so. I think that's
1: what her character is. She
0: immediately starts screaming, which is. Oh, yeah. That's annoying. Could... Ah, ah. You know, just like super excited and shit.
1: Yeah, like you're too loud.
0: Stop yeah. Stop and so she's like oh my gosh you know look at these children and um i love it though because peter messes up her name every time oh yeah even though she tells him that her name is liza but he's like lisa linda yeah all ill names yeah and she yeah she has to tell him more than once that you know her name is liza he's like
1: oh that's what i said i was like no it's not what you said
0: Anyway, so they go into the house, um, and they're waiting for uh, Nanny to come down. hmm And Mora's really excited because—so Nanny Wendy is uh, her grandmother.
1: Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so— Mora grew up there probably, like, every summer or spring yeah, or something like And that. so
0: she's got a lot of memories in the house. Yeah. And so she's kind of going through the house, and she's super excited, you know, it's like, oh, you know, this house has so many good memories. And then finally we see Nanny Wendy. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I keep calling her Nanny. I'll just call her Wendy.
1: Well, they call her Granny Wendy. No, that's true. But we'll just call her Wendy because she is yeah, Wendy. Wendy. And uh, yeah, she's just, she's at the top of the stairs mm-hmm. and she calls Peter boy. Yeah. Just like she always had.
0: Right. And so, you know, we see her and she's old, you know, mm-hmm. played by Maggie Smith. Yes. And she comes down the stairs and at this point, you know, the kids are also very excited to see her. And Maggie tells her, she's like, you know, guess what? I played you in the play at school. <laughs> and, you know, um, I love it because Jack has like this whole like canned response on on what to say about yes. About the whole, you know, congratulations on, you know, having this wing dedicated to you. I right. mean, you can tell it was, like, exactly what his parents told him to say. Exactly.
1: You've had a good life. You did all yeah. these amazing things. <laughs> and you're very dedicated. Congratulations. Right.
0: <laughs> and so, you know, from there, she she asked Peter, you know, like, what what's he been up to? What's he doing? Yeah. And he tries to explain his job as a lawyer, but... Instead, um, uh, what the hell's the boy's name?
1: Oh, Jack. Yeah, Jack. He comes in and he, like, he he's, starts describing it the way he sees it. Right. Which is like, he comes in, these companies are in trouble, and he's like, he just blows them out of the water. He just cleans house. Right. And brings in new people and saves them. Yeah. And when he's like, so you've become a pirate then. Yeah.
0: And so it just kind of gets left at that. Yeah.
1: And so from there, we see that Peter has kind of gone on a little exploration. He's just walking through the house, just trying to remember things, just sightseeing, basically. And um, he stumbles upon this old bedroom upstairs. Well,
0: real, well have we gotten to Tootles yet looking for marbles?
1: Oh, we kind of passed that up a little bit. Oh, okay. That was during that whole chaotic scene when everybody was just... When Maura was looking around, okay. he said, oh, there's so many happy memories and there's toodles okay. on the ground. He's, he's like, like lost. I've lost them. I've lost them. And Peter's like, What What have you lost? Or maybe I can help you. And he yeah. says, I've lost my marbles.
0: And of course, he's thinking, Yeah, yeah you lost your yeah, marbles. Yeah, you have a lost long your marbles all
1: along. Yes, exactly. Right. That, that all kind of comes into yeah. play. There's more to that later on in the film. Right. But Peter doesn't know anything about this stuff yet. To right. him.
0: It's just a weird old, you know, kind of crazy yeah. old man.
1: So we'll dive into that some more later, and I'm sure just about everybody who might listen to this has watched right. this movie. Probably. But basically, the family story with Granny Wendy and her family is that supposedly she is the Wendy from the book Peter Pan. Right. And Peter doesn't remember any of this, doesn't know any of this. Right. But we'll we'll continue on with that. Okay. Uh, sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so after after all the you know whole you know this is a wonderful place filled with wonderful memories and you're a pirate, Peter. Yeah, <laughs> he's gone to explore and he goes upstairs and he finds this little bedroom upstairs with this mm-hmm. huge balcony window and these cool looking beds Dude, that are kind of set into the wall.
0: Th- those that room is tight. A, I I would
1: have loved to have a bedroom like that as exactly. a kid. I'm not gonna lie,
0: that was pretty cool.
1: That sort of thing as a kid sort of makes you feel like you're in your own. Like a, a personal, like a clubhouse, your own right. space that it's yours. Nobody else can get into, basically. Right. And so he's looking around and you can see on his face, like something is jogging his memory, but he doesn't right. quite know why it's familiar to him. Well, because there's, there's like, yeah.
0: Yeah, there's a ton of like uh, stained glass that has like depictions of...
1: Actually, that's like a mural overhead.
0: Yeah. There's like
1: it's... a there's like a wall Well, it's it's part of the entire wall, really.
0: Right, and And it's like
1: a mural of pirates and like boys and kids and stuff. Lost boys, yeah,
0: yep, and yeah, he's just kind of looking at it,
1: and and while he's looking at that, like his phone rings. um, Well, not his phone rings. I'm sorry. Um, a phone call comes in, and his wife comes in. His, oh, that's right. She's telling him that he's got a phone call from Brad. Mm-hmm. So he goes down, gets the phone call, and in the middle of him talking on the phone to Brad, his kids are all playing in the background. Right. And turns out the, from what the we can deal, hear, yeah, the
0: deal's going south.
1: It's getting really, really bad, and it's about to fall through. Yep. And he's stressing out. You know, he's freaking out. You know, no, we can't let this happen. Tell them this. Tell them that. Try to save it. And he's like, you know, he, out of frustration, he's like, gosh, you know, just somebody shoot me in the head.
0: And then and Jack they- jokes and goes, bang, bang. Yeah. And then at that point, he just loses and he's like, everybody just shut up. And the yeah. kid apologizes and he tells Mora, you know, please take him out of the room. Like, I'm on the call of my life here. Right. And so sure enough, Mora takes him out of the room. Mm-hmm. And this is where he, his wife, like, lets him know what's up. Oh, for sure. Because
1: um, after the phone call, he's sitting in their bedroom. And she comes in and she's like, look, you need to put your work life down. Right. Like your kids are growing up faster than you realize. Well,
0: and then at this point, the phone rings and he's like, I have to take this call. And she's like, no, you got to fix your family first.
1: (laughs) Which I love it. She takes it from him and throws it out the window. Yeah,
0: because he goes to pick it up and start to talk. And Yeah. yeah, she just takes the phone from him throws it out of the second story.
1: <laughs> and we were joking, like if that was us, oh, it would have yeah. been just our look, like that window would have actually been closed and you just hear
0: <sighs> or it would have just been bad aim and it just would have hit the glass window anyway. <laughs>
1: hit the window and like bounce back and yeah, smack somebody exactly. in the head. Well,
0: but anyway, you still get
1: my point. <laughs>
0: yeah. But anyway, you know, so he he looks out the window. Of course he is shocked that his wife did that. Yeah. And she, you know, he's like, you know, you hated the deal. And she's like, yeah, I hated the deal, you know, but Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that you're so upset about it. And this is where she tells him, you know, basically you, we've only got a couple of years with our kids where they want us to be around. Right. You know, he's, she's like, you know, in a year or two, Jack is probably not even going to want you to come to any of his games. Yeah. And so, you know, you need to, you know, while they want to spend time with you, all they want to do is play with you. And they love you. you Because, like,
1: if he continues on the way he's going... He's eventually just going to make them resentful, which exactly. is her point. It's like if you make them resentful, they're not going to want to hang around you as an adult right. or as a teenager or whatever.
0: Well, especially you know? once you become a teenager, let's be real. You don't really hang well, around. Well, you become too cool
1: for school basically. And that's
0: what she's getting at because it's like their son is already starting to get to that age where he's probably 11, 12. It's yeah. like after a while he's not going to want you around. That is true.
1: That's true. Yeah, that is a that is a good point too. Because yeah, you once you become a teenager, You kind of find yourself in this point where you're almost too cool for your parents. You think, oh, they're just a couple of, you know, they're just old people. They don't know what they're talking about. And then once you hit your 20s, you start to realize, oh, well, maybe they knew what they were talking about. And you kind of of enter the stage of your life like, oh, yeah, I guess I should have listened to a lot of that stuff a lot more often, you know.
0: Well, so anyway, so, but actually after the phone goes out of the window, you see the dog named Nana. Yep. And she picks up the phone and she plops it into this hole that she buried and she digs up, you know, digs the phone. So that, Yes. You know. So, but, uh, we go back to the nursery or whatever. Yeah. And we see Jack and he's hanging out, you know, on the balcony with his baseball. Yep. And they're, um... Uh, What's her name?
1: Granny. Oh, I'm not sorry, Granny. Wendy. She's reading. Yeah, Wendy she's reading is, Peter Pan to her. Yeah. And of course, you know, saying, "Hey, this is me." Yeah. Pointing to the illustration of Wendy and, in the book.
0: And Maggie's saying, "Yeah, but Jack says you're not the really real Wendy." Yeah. And this is where Wendy points out. She's like, "You know, you know, do you see that window where he's at?" She's like, "That's the same window, and this is the same room." Mm-hmm. And then she tells how, um, that you know. Basically, J.M. Barry, who, of course, is the writer of right. Peter Pan, had, you know, heard all these stories that her, John and Michael had been talking about. Right. And she talks about how, you know, you know, he wrote down, wrote it down. Um, and that's the Peter Pan that we all know, which I'm thinking. So exactly. J.M. Barry wrote, you know, stole all your stories and made all this money and right? you got shit. Right? That's BS.
1: Exactly.
0: I, if I was Wendy, I mean, I'd she could have opened
1: up this orphan hospital right. a long time ago exactly. if she'd have got some proceeds from this book. Exactly. I'm just saying. Right. Like, it wouldn't have happened in her 80s. It could have happened in her <laughs> 40s. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. So apparently, J.M. and Barry stole, you know, her Fief. story and, and also their money from Mousy the story. the thief.
1: If I've. <laughs> If I've learned anything in my life, I've know that movies are one hundred percent factual. That's right. So now I hate JM Barry. That's right. No, no, this is messing with you.
0: So but anyway, so uh, at this point, the parents come in to tuck the kids in you know, yes. because they have to go to this event, and so it's kind of funny because you know he tell you know he starts to get his daughter into bed, and she hands him this thing, and she he's like, oh, what's this? And she's like, oh, you know, it's a hug. She's like. Next time, on, on, next time you're on a plane, you know, you'll have your very own parachute. And so, yeah, supposedly she made him, like, this parachute, which was, you know, really nice. Yeah. And, of course, anyway, so they start tucking the kids into bed. The parents are both switching, you know, from one to the other. Right. And so he goes over to Jack, and Jack is pretending to sleep. And he, mm-hmm. you know, calls him out on it. He's like, you're a fa-, you know, you faker. Yeah. And so at that point, Jack opens his eyes. And this is when... He gives Jack um, this uh, watch, and he tells him, "You know, you're in charge now." He's like, "You know, I want you to have this, and you know, take good care of." Right. it.
1: Right, it's my special pocket watch, basically. Right, he's, it's a small, very small right. token, in light of everything he's done
2: mm-hmm. that has
1: been wrong to this point. Right, but he's trying. Yeah, I think at this point, like maybe Mora's kind of gotten through to mm-hmm. him a little bit. Right. Um, but yeah, and then they, they say goodnight and they're leaving the bedroom and on their way out, granny, Wendy is, you know, she's kind of saying a little prayer over you the night lights, you know, burn true and keep my children safe. Yep. Um, and the doors close behind them. And the next scene we see is, um, Peter and Wendy, everybody, they're at this, uh, gala yeah. for the dedication of this new hospital for Wayne orphans. or whatever, Yeah. And he's giving his speech. First, he kind of sticks to his speech a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but as he goes on, you can kind of tell he's becoming a little bit more moved, I guess. Yeah, because he's talking about Wendy and all her achievements and how she helped orphans, even helped himself. Well, he that's was an orphan. that's
0: where we get kind of the whole story on you know Excuse she, me. you know she taught me how to read and write, and she yeah. found you know parents for me. Yep, and. He, he says something like, you know, I, we might not have all that much in common. And then at this point, we start seeing people stand up in the middle of his speech. Right,
1: because he says something like, um, I know that if everybody in this room could... If everybody in this room who was touched by this woman could stand up right now, they would. Yeah. Or, or show their appreciation somehow. Right. And, you know, he's saying that because everyone... It's a gala. It's supposed yeah. to be reserved. You're supposed to stay seated. Right. Um. But people start to stand. Yep. One by one, slowly, like it looks like hundreds of men and women in this room yep. stand, and they like blow a kiss to Wendy. Yeah. And wave high and
0: exactly like
1: this really moves Peter.
0: Yeah, and the, he's like, "Wow." He's like, "Well, we're all orphans." Yeah, is what he says. Yep. And. You know, yeah, you could just tell, like, the look on everybody's faces, like, how, you know... Right, how how much... genuine... Exactly. You know, how much they loved Wendy because she helped all of them so much.
1: Exactly.
0: And, um, let's see, I think from there... We go back to Tootles real quick. Or, I'm we- sorry, Nana, the dog, is outside barking like crazy.
1: Correct. And yeah.
0: this is where we see, you know, Tootles is sleeping on the couch. <laughs> and he, He's
1: kind of barking, too. He's kind of barking, <laughs> too.
0: But he after a while, he keeps saying, hook, hook, Correct. hook, like over and over again, which also sounded like barks.
1: So. Right. And, like, very ominously, he, mm-hmm. like, looks at the ship in the bottle And it turns out the ship in a bottle is actually Captain Hook's ship. Right. In like model form.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And at that time, all of a sudden,
0: the wind wind just
1: blows open the doors. All the doors that can open, they blow open. It's just this green fog enters the house. Which
0: would scare the shit out of me. If I see green fog, I'm going to freak out.
1: Exactly. Uh, I'm going to go out the back door right now, guys well
0: so it happens <laughs> there but it also happens too at the event yes and at first they're worried about her about wendy yeah
1: because she kind of collapses she's like she knows what's happening
0: mm-hmm. you
1: can kind of tell like she realizes like oh crud yeah he's back basically right um and, and so they, that's just yeah.
0: it so We've got her response. Toodles kind of knows what's going on. And then upstairs, the kids, you can see it's a literal hook that's holding <laughs> the, the balcony door Very shut. Very foretelling. Yes. It's, <laughs> you see it start coming up or whatever. And, like, the kids are kind of, like, looking at it. Yeah. And, you know, getting freaked out. And then all of a sudden, yeah, the wind, you know, bursts that door open. Right. It's, you know, green. And then the comforter's. Come flying up, and the kids are like laying there, scared. Which also, I very would be. Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah,
1: <laughs> no, that
0: that was more poltergeisty to me. <laughs> That's
1: true. <laughs> but That's true.
0: Anyway, so yeah, you can just see the kids are obviously terrified. Um, and you just see, yeah, so much wind. Exactly. Um. So after that, the adults get back home.
1: Right. It's all quiet. Yep. They arrive back. The taxi brings them home. And the first thing they see, because they're in kind of light spirits, they're laughing, yeah. joking, having fun. But as soon as they approach the front door, they mm-hmm. notice that a window's busted out. Right. And the door's
0: unlocked. Right. And so they go in, and of course, Peter's calling out. He tries uh, the switch. The switch right. doesn't no work. Right, no power. And then they notice, all the way up the stairs, there's like this, You. it's obviously supposed to be his hook.
1: Right, it's just a big direct mm-hmm. markdown, which okay just a little
0: it's like fuck you hook that was a dick I th- move i think
1: <laughs> that too <laughs> i think okay so the way the direction of that drag mark it was on the right hand side of that right staircase so at first i thought that drag mark is on the incorrect side he's got the hook on his left hand yeah but then it hit me like he must have entered the balcony, grabbed the kids, oh, walked down the stairs, and while he's walking down the stairs, he's just dragging his hook, I guess.
0: I guess. I don't know. I, I guess not think what, about it. <laughs> I don't know. It's just
1: something I noticed. And I'm like, but that's on the wrong side. He should have been walking up the stairs, dragging it on yeah. the left wall. Maybe. It's like, well, but then again, if he grabbed the kids and walked out the front door, then that would have been...
0: So, but anyway, they start going up the stairs, and they come across Liza, who is freaking out. And oh yeah. She, she's
1: laying on the ground and I guess no, she she's like bleeding against, from the head or no, something. She was up
0: against the wall. She wasn't laying on the ground and she goes, you know, they're asking like, well, what about the kids? And she's yeah. like, she was talking about how, you know, I ran up the stairs and the door slammed on me and the children were screaming. They were screaming. And then of course they run into the kids room and they start, you know, looking for the kids. Yeah. You know, they're throwing the uh, the bedding off. They're checking in the closet. No kids. And then that's whenever they notice that the balcony door is open. And so it's like, oh, God, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. Well, <clears throat> while they're doing all that, uh, Wendy notices this note with a sword that is stabbed through it. <laughs> it's <laughs> <Yes>. like, shit. <laughs>
1: Yikes! <laughs> um, yeah, and it
0: says something along the lines of, you know, uh, the request of your, chi- you know, your presence is um, requested.
1: Yeah, yeah, by yeah. By your children, yep. signed
0: Captain James Hook. Yeah. And so, of course, Peter has no idea who the hell this person is,
1: right? Because he's he's still, yeah, he's just lost everything. Yeah. But Wendy, you know, she knows. Yeah, Wendy
0: knows, and Toodles knows, and Toodles actually says you know you you gotta you have to fly you have to fight you gotta crow and then he's like you have to save maggie you have to save jack and then he says hook is back
1: yeah i love toodles's ominous challenge yeah
0: (laughs) and at that point i just think it's funny because he's just like who
1: (laughs) (laughs) he's like who the
0: hell is that
1: yeah you've lost your marbles i'm not listening to you now basically exactly um, um. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well,
0: in the next scene, so obviously they've called the police. Yes. These cops, man, were no freaking help whatsoever. Dude, they
1: totally like just brushed off their, these, these parents are rightfully so just absolutely beside themselves. Yeah. And basically he just, the cop just brushed off to his. It's probably just a big prank given your family's literary history.
0: Yeah, it's like, like my children well, Is it not like,
1: possible that maybe this could be somebody who's kidnapped them using the theme of exactly. the literary history?
0: Well and like, like did you think of that? Well and like Peter said, he's like that, yeah, but my kids are missing. That's exactly. not, how is that a prank?
1: Yeah, a prank is you found the kids in the backyard and all the time, and they were like, oh, yeah, we just were back here playing.
0: Right, we didn't. That's not
1: really a prank, but you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, it's like, yeah, stealing somebody's kids isn't a prank.
1: No, no, <laughs> you know? not at all. So, a prank is like, you know, I put a flaming bag, buy, bag of dog exactly. poo on your door or something. Exactly. <laughs>
0: so anyway, so they basically say like, well, you know, we've tapped the phones, blah yeah. blah blah you know stupid bullshit yeah and so at that point the cops leave and at this point <laughs> let's see wendy maura and and him are in i guess one of the other bedrooms and he he says you know well maybe we should call like the american cops
1: <laughs> right you know
0: which i can't say i blame it's them. like well
1: the kids were american because yeah they were born in America, right. even though Mora is, you know, British or English or what have you.
0: Yeah. But anyway. I don't know.
1: I don't know what the protocol for that would be. At this point, <laughs> though,
0: you can tell, like, Wendy just wants to get him alone. Yeah. And so she says, you know, well, in times like this, you know, something that'll help is tea. And so she asks Mora, you know, can you please make us some tea? Right. So Mora gets up and leaves. And <clears throat> at this point, um, Wendy asks, uh, Peter, you know, can you please hand the book, you know, to me?
1: Which is, like,
0: <laughs> right there. six inches away from her, <laughs> yeah. like,
1: on the nightstand. I get that it's a traumatic evening. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure, I, I don't know, it's it's the movie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, this is where she drops it on him, like, oh, you're Peter Pan, by the way. Right. Because she um, starts it off
1: with, you know, how far back can you remember? And right. all he can remember, the furthest back, is, um... Well, really just the orphanage. Just, yeah, just growing up in the orphanage. Yeah, she's just, like, Well, you were thirteen by that time. Yeah, she's Surely like, there's something else.
0: Yeah, surely you can remember further back than that. Yeah. And at that point he's just kinda like, No. Yeah. You know, I I don't remember anything. And this is when she pulls out the Peter Pan book and she points she points to this picture and basically says, you know, that's you.
1: Right. Which is kind of fun. So I just want to kind of and I am i think we were getting there. Um, I just kind of want to go over real quick about this weird scene. Okay. So she grabs Peter, basically, and pulls his face in real close to hers. Mm-hmm. And she's telling him about stuff that she, he should remember. Right. About her waiting on her wedding day and she was wearing a pink sash, but she, he never showed. Right. So was he supposed to get married to her? Or I don't was he think supposed so. to show up to her wedding if she, she got was, married to somebody else? I think
0: she was just. Yeah, I think that that's all it was. Okay, because that scene be was there. really
1: weird. Because, like, their faces were, like, yeah. a half an inch apart. Yeah. And I really fully expected, like, Wendy to, like, grab him and kiss him or something. I know. <laughs> it was. I mean, I know that's not what was going to happen, and it didn't happen. Right. But it's just how that scene almost kind of read to me.
2: Yeah.
1: But he doesn't. In fact, whenever she gives him that info and shows him the book Mm -hmm. he's like you know screams out mora you know yeah
0: because he's where she's lost it yeah (laughs) and she's like you know i knew you know kind of like that you wouldn't believe me
1: right which who would yeah if i was in his shoes i would definitely be like uh that's yeah that's right right i was peter pan
2: Sure. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It
1: was a lot of fun. Now I, I gotta go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Grandma's lost it. Uh and so later that night from there, he we just see Peter is up in the bedroom where the kids had been sleeping.
0: And he poured himself a glass of alcohol.
1: And that's not his first glass because he's no. gone. Yeah. He is gone. He's stumbling around the bedroom and he makes his way to the balcony with his glass in hand. Right. And you see on his face, he sees something out there yeah. and he's trying to figure out what it is. And then all of a sudden, like this big bright light flies into the room and he's like, it's the firefly from hell. Right. And he grabs a rolled up piece of uh, uh, newspaper. Yeah. Yeah. He's
0: trying to swat at it. And at one point you can see it, it stops midair and then it actually gets thrown into his face and he goes falling back. Right. And lands in like this, like, kid, like, bassinet type thing.
1: Right. It turns out it's actually Tinkerbell. Yeah,
0: it's Tinkerbell. She
1: lands on his stomach and she's like, Man, you got so big. She's like, But that's all right because then that means we can have twice the fun now. Yeah. And he's like, You know, what? Who are you? What is this? (laughs) Yeah. He's well, basically thinking this is an alcohol-induced, like, hallucination.
0: And he he's, like, looking at her, he's like, wait, he's like, are you a fairy? And she, she's like, yep, fairy. And Yeah, she, she turns,
1: shows the wings. Yep. Julia and, Roberts. Yep,
0: and he's like, so you're a pip, pip, pip. And she's like, pixie. Yeah. So, and then at that point, you know, she starts walking on um, on the front of his suit, and you can see, like, little footprints. Yep. And she basically tells them, she's like, you know, Captain Hook's got your kids. She's like, you know, we got to go get them. Um, you know, so fly or whatever. Yeah. And she throws some, some dust on him. <laughs> some pixie dust. And he sneezes and she goes flying into, you know, like this big uh, <laughs> uh, dollhouse.
1: Yeah. And you see the lights like going all mm-hmm. crazy through the windows in this dollhouse.
0: Right. And... You know, he, he opens it and he's like, you know, he he kept calling her a bug, which pissed her off.
1: Right. She's like, I'm not a bug. I'm a fairy.
0: Right. And she's like, oh, this is whenever he, um he's like, but he's like, I don't believe in fairies. And she's like, every time somebody says they don't believe in a fairy, you know, one of them dies. Right. And he screams, I don't believe in fairies. Yeah, she does
1: this whole gag. Yeah, gag
0: and falls down like the steps on this playhouse and she's... Laying at the bottom.
1: Yeah, all dramatic and stuff. Her arms and yeah. legs are just splayed out.
0: Right. And she's like, you know, <laughs> clap for me, Peter. It's the only way to save me. And he very lightly, not even a golf Yeah, just clap.
1: barely. She, like, picks her head up and, like, screams at him. Clap, Peter.
0: Yeah, she's like, louder, <laughs> Peter.
1: It's like, so yeah, he, you're fine, then. Yeah. Get
0: <laughs> and so he starts clapping. I'm clapping. And, you <clears throat> know, so she gets up. And he's like, oh, okay, you're alive. <laughs> and, yeah, so... It gets to the point where she basically has to knock him out in order to get him to fly.
1: Right, because he will not...
0: <laughs> he does not believe yeah, what's he, going on.
1: He doesn't believe her. He he will not go with... Because she asks, like, who am I? What am I? Yeah. And he's like, you are a hallucination brought on by this, that, right. some memories of my mother that I can't remember. Yeah. um, And like you said... I don't remember exactly how this scene progressed like that, but I, like you said, she, like, knocks him out, basically.
0: Well, she pulls the carpet out from under him, Oh, that's hits right, his and head. he flips, and he lands yep. on top of the, I and think, he... the
1: homemade parachute that yeah. his daughter made.
0: Yeah, or the blankets or something. It was something
1: like that, and she wrapped him up in the blanket. Yep. And she's, like, freakishly strong, apparently. Freakishly
0: strong, yeah. For
1: a little... A little lady with like bug wings. Mm-hmm. She can carry a lot of weight.
0: Exactly. So you see, you know, and she's like, you know, onward to Neverland. And yeah, so, second
1: star from the right, straight on till morning.
0: That's right, Neverland. <laughs> and so you see, and yeah, so she's carrying them and stuff like that. And yep. you actually see at one point that there's a couple like off in the distance.
1: They're all making out. They're making stuff. out
0: and stuff, and apparently some of that fairy dust got on them because they start levitating too
1: oh so romantic yeah
0: (laughs) unlike me i'd be like ah
1: (laughs) stop it what the hell stop doing what you're doing (laughs)
0: yeah and anyway so you get like a scene or two of of her flying him to neverland yeah um and so from there you see he's under this blanket and he yells out he's like oh man what a nightmare and he screams out for mora yep and there's, like, a little rip in the blanket. And so he just takes it and he just opens it. And whenever he opens it, I mean, it's Pirate City.
1: Yeah, they're not in Kansas anymore. No. So, like, the first thing he sees is this gigantic crocodile that's standing up on its hind legs. Yep. And it's got, like, a clock in its mouth. And yep. the clock is just, like, it's, it's not moving crazy. like a normal clock. Yeah. Um, And there's pirates everywhere. So he gets up and he's, like, stumbling around and Tink mm-hmm. is... Off in the background telling him, like, get down. Yeah. But he won't. He's just, he's walking around and he stumbles upon, like, this group of pirates. And he starts asking, like, directions or something. Yeah. And, of course, the first thing they notice are his shoes. Right. And they're like, we want those shoes for our booty. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you can buy them at Armani. Yeah. (laughs) No, they, like, want your shoes. Yeah, they want them now. They want them from you. Right. And so they give chase to him and he runs... And by the time they finally catch up to him, Tinkerbell's like, I gotta save him, I guess. Mm-hmm. So she comes busting in to save the day, and she, she really kicks some pirate blood. She
0: does. She kicks like, pirate out. She's
1: throwing him out the window. She's throwing him down the stairs. Yep. She's like knocking teeth out. You know, there's, it's just pure chaos. Right. And by the time the dust settles, she tells Peter, look, you gotta blend in. Yeah. So she throws this smock over him to kind of cover up his clothing and and shoes yeah she's like all right now walk like this droop your lit, droop your arm drool a little drool and say say, arg
0: "Arg." and he's like arg
1: yeah and somebody args back at him he's like ah how are you doing yeah
0: (laughs) great thanks
1: you know
0: yeah um and he's also got like a little uh patch over his glasses yes you put a little eye
1: patch over his (laughs) glass so
0: um And so while that's going on, we see Hook's hook is being sharpened. Correct. And it gets put onto this pillow.
1: Carried by Bob Hoskins, a.k.a. me,
0: Which is awesome.
1: (laughs) I love that. And on the
0: way uh, with the hook, we see a bunch of prostitutes, which went way over my head as a kid.
1: I I never caught that (laughs) either as a kid when I watched this movie the first time. And I think this may... This time watching this movie may be really the only, like, third time or yeah. fourth time that I've ever seen this movie. Right. But it's still good. It still holds up. Oh,
2: yeah, it does. Um,
1: I won't give away how many whatevers we give it at yeah. the end yet. But, spoiler alert, it's probably going to be five. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> so, we see Smee. He's walking through this just camp of pirates yeah. in this port. And they all start following him. He's got the hook on his big velvet pillow. Hook. Hook. Yeah, they're chanting, show us the hook. Give us the hook. Hook, yep. hook. Yep. And Robin Williams, Peter Pan, Peter Panning at this point.
0: Banning.
1: Banning. I'm, I thought it was Panning.
0: No, but that would have been good. That would have
1: been way more clever. <laughs> I, I thought all this time it was Peter Panning. <laughs>
0: no it's with the B.
1: <laughs> that would have been way more clever though. i know right i don't like banning i know panning would have been better because it would have been like <laughs> especially the little kids like how did he not ever get it his name is panning
2: i know right
1: but um so he's he gets swept up in this crowd of pirates and they're all marching up the gangplank the gangway up into captain hook's ship where now we see smee walks into the captain's chambers Sands, everybody else attaches hook's hook and there's like sparks and stuff flying everywhere and the next scene we cut to is
0: Smee is a close-up as yeah is and it's kind of almost
1: a little nod to good morning vietnam he's
0: like good morning neverland yeah
1: and uh he's announcing captain hook you know as the pirate with the uh, this that and he's like even when he's uh, Asleep, he's fast asleep, or right, yeah you know, doing your stereotypical, you know, jokes to you know, introduce somebody famous. And out comes the Captain Hook, and uh, the whole crowd just you know, they lose it. He's yeah. their rock star, he's their captain, exactly. Um, and he goes into his whole spiel, he's like, You know, I did it. So Captain Hook goes into this big speech with him, he says, In kind of paraphrasing here I've stolen his kids and I've baited the hook mm-hmm. and now we're gonna get Peter Pan here and I'm gonna finally get my war right I'm gonna finally kill Peter Pan yep and he's like but there's somebody here who doubted me exactly and he picks this random pirate well I just love in First, the crowd
0: well he goes to walk on the stairs and he tells me he's oh, like a yeah, of carpet this. And he smiles me. He's like, Oh, I'm sorry, sir.
1: Yeah. It's like <laughs> he
0: hits this button and there's like little red, you know, <laughs> like red that. carpet or whatever goes down the stairs. Yeah. And he's like, You. And he's like, Not you. And he's, Yeah, going through, you know, pirates are getting out of the way. And it comes down between Peter and this yeah. other pirate. And they're who, like
1: pointing at each other, like, Me? Him? Yeah. You? What?
0: <laughs> well, and the other pirate I want to point out is played by actress Glenn Close. Yeah,
1: which they did a very good job of <laughs> disguising her. Yeah. Because if you hadn't told me that, I would have never guessed it. Because, I mean, the only thing that looked feminine about her still at that point Mm -hmm. was just, like, her face, how smooth her face was. There were no, there wasn't very many, there wasn't any really manly features other than the beard they glued on her.
0: Right. So anyway, so he's like, you know, you. He's like, you're the one who doubted me. And it turns out that that's who he's talking to, not peter right and so the pirates like
1: no I, I never did and he's like come on you can tell your captain the truth
0: and she's like i did I yeah did. It breaks
1: down like i'm sorry and the pi- captain hooks like it's okay
0: and he's like the boo box <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. she's like you know no not that and yeah. so yeah so a bunch of pirates just pick her up put her in like this chest and then they open open it up and they start putting like scorpions yeah. and stuff in there. And like,
1: yeah, okay, I see one now, why it's called the boo box. <laughs> yeah. Jeez.
0: So, uh, Pirates from are not Nice, okay. I know, right? And <laughs> so from there, we see the kids are in this net and it starts getting lifted. Right, and you know, of course, they're screaming for their mom and their dad. And, you know, right, they're scared,
1: and Peter just he can't take it at that yeah. point. He's like, you know, those are my kids, and
0: he starts you know, taking takes off
1: his clothes—not his clothes, but you know, <laughs> his disguise. Yes, he's not naked when he goes up the Peter right. Hook.
0: And so, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, he's like, those are my kids. Yeah, and so you know. At this point, Hook is looking at this guy and he's like, like, that's that's not Peter Pan. This is not
1: Peter Pan. Yeah. And uh, I love this exchange between him and uh, Robin Williams because it's just... Who are It's almost you? like this whole who's on first yeah. bit, almost, in a way.
0: Exactly. You're Peter? Y- you're no. No.
1: Yes. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: just this whole thing. And at yeah. one point. It's like,
1: is there an echo in here?
0: Yeah, that's what Peter says. <laughs> and
1: he's
0: like, I'm Peter, you know, and those are my kids. Yes. And so, um, yeah, uh, Hook can't believe it.
1: No, but Smee's got the medical records. Yeah. He comes up, he's like, I have his dental and I have his medical records. I can prove it. Yep. So he lifts up Peter's shirt and it turns out he has a battle scar yeah. where Hook once tried to slash him yeah, or gut him or whatever. Him, yeah,
0: And I love it though because Peter is like, that's my, you know, from my appendix.
1: Which I think that's even on the wrong side.
0: I have no idea. Because that was
1: on his left side and I thought your appendix was on your right.
0: I don't know. All I know I don't is know. if it had been his appendix, they did a shit job stitching it up.
1: Right, because it had like <laughs> a, it even had like a curve yeah, and everything to a, it. It's like, like a hook. if it was a surgical scar... For one, it would have been perfectly straight. Right. And two, it would have been, if it would have still been a scar, it would have been much smaller than that. It would have been a more good, straight, small line, not a weird, jagged curve. Exactly. (laughs) So, but this this is enough to convince Hook to a point, but he's like, there's no way that this spineless, pasty,
0: yeah. flounder
1: guppy of a man could be Peter Pan. And
0: this is whenever he tells them, you know what? He's like, fly up there and right. touch your kids and I'll let them go.
1: Right. And he, Peter Pan, he kind of whispers something, hooks ear. And he's like, and you tells must, him, he's yeah. like,
0: you must be joking. Yeah. And then this is whenever he tells everybody, he's like, you know, ha ha. He's like, Peter Pan is apparently afraid of heights. Yeah. And everybody starts to like laugh. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, Peter, you know, obviously because he keeps saying over and over again i can't fly right and so at this point he starts climbing the mast
1: right because it's the challenge is still on it doesn't change anything right since he can't fly he's just gonna climb
0: right so he climbs up there and he gets all the way up there and you can tell he's scared dude those
1: kids are like far away from that that's like i don't know how far that was but it looked like it could have been like six feet or more right but the challenge was all you have to do is touch their fingertips right And he's, like, reaching out, stretching, trying to grab their fingertips. Mm -hmm. And at one point, he almost falls.
0: Right. And, you know, at that point, you know, the little girl is like, Mom, you know, come on, Daddy. Mommy could do it. Well, Mommy ain't here. Right?
1: Also, Mommy probably couldn't do it because both of us would have the same arm range anyway. (laughs)
0: Exactly. So, at that point, Jack, you know, tells him, he's like, you know, come on, Dad, don't give up. Right. And at that point... You know, he's still trying, but yeah, there's no way he's gonna he's be trying able to a do lot it, less, you know.
1: And even now, the pirates are even kind of starting to, feel, yeah, they're starting feel to bad. pity him. Even the pirates pity him. I know the pirates were cheering and jeering at him, and now it's just silence, exactly. And Hook is like, What happened to him? Yeah, and Smee says he's been gone too long, he's, he's forgotten, forgotten everything, yeah,
0: he's forgotten everything, you yeah. know, that he knew.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. And so at that point, Hook, you know, basically call, he calls off the war. Yeah, he
1: makes he just makes the decision. He's like, you know what? War's over. Just kill them. Yeah, kill, kill them all.
0: Yep. And then at that point, <gasps> they swing. They are able to swing Peter <clears throat> down. Yep. And um, this is whenever Tinkerbell, she comes flying up and she, you know, tells Uh, tells him, you know, like, oh, you're going to back down from (laughs) from a war. and um, I love this part. Yeah. Yeah. He's, you know, she's like, you're going to back down from a war. And he's like, yeah. He's like, that's not Peter Pan. Right. And she, they start bargaining. She's like, give me five days to get him into shape and you can have your dirty war. Right. And he, you know, he's like, um He tells her two. Two, and she's like four, you know, bare minimum for a decent pan. And then he comes back Back with three. three. And And, the deal is on. And the deal is done. She literally (laughs) shakes his hook.
1: Shakes his little hook. Yeah. But what I I really like is, uh, remember when she was flying around before they started talking? She flew in front of Hook's face and was talking to him. Mm Mm-hmm trying to get his attention, and Smee comes up with his gun oh, yeah. and points it right at Tinkerbell.
0: Tinkerbell. And then Tinkerbell
1: flies off, and now it's just pointing it at Captain Hook's yeah, face. Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, it's like, even if he had, <laughs> even if Tinkerbell had stayed there, it still would have... it still yeah, would have gotten Yeah, it still would have killed Hook. Yeah, that's true. And he, true. like, takes
1: the gun and, and just turns it. it around to where it's pointing at uh, yeah. Smee. <laughs>
0: and so, anyway, so, okay, so she's got three days to get Peter into shape. Correct. Um,
1: they make the announcement, and... First, Hook announces it in one way, and then he tells me, translate it for the dummies.
0: In three, so, in three days, we're going to have a war.
1: Yeah, a battle <laughs> between good and evil. And yeah. they're cheering. One of them cheers and slaps Peter Pan with his hand. Right. And it's enough to knock him back, and he falls overboard. He
0: falls overboard. With and his hands
1: still bound.
0: Yeah, his hands and his legs are still bound. So, yeah. and, and he's like, uh-oh. You yeah, know? sorry. <laughs> yeah. And so anyway, so yeah, so of course he goes, you know, go you know, he keeps going down, and this is where we get some mermaids—the
1: sexy mermaids, the
0: sexy mermaids.
1: I just remember as a kid, the scene <laughs> being odd. Really? Like, I mean, even today as an adult, I find it odd. Like, I know what the mermaids—the whole reason for it, yeah. why they're because they're breathing into him. Right. They're like basically yeah, giving, they're giving him underwater mouth mouth. CPR. Right. Um, but I remember as a kid, like it just kind of being weird.
0: Right. I don't know. So anyway, so that's what they're doing. So, you know, there's, you know, a blue haired one, a red haired yeah. one that looks aerial. like Ariel. And then a green haired one. She and comes
1: out with her whatchamacallit. Yes. She's like, I got a whatchamacallit. I can save you. Yes. <laughs> it's a fork. Yes. So
0: anyway, so yeah, they're breathing into him. And then they put him in like this clam thing and yeah. hoist up this clam. And yeah. so that's how he's able to be saved. And so he goes falling out of this clam onto this land. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's, you know, kind of walking around, kind of looking around. And um, It's pretty
1: interesting, this Neverland area, because at one point
0: he's even... He's even on snow. Yeah. And there's penguins. Which
1: this should not happen under normal, you know, circumstances. Right. But yeah, and he eventually stumbles into like this trap, this booby trap thing, which grabs Mm -hmm. him. And yanks him up all the way up into the so trees. So he's
0: screaming and freaking out. Well, it turns out that Tinkerbell's house thing is right there. Right. And he opens up the thing, and he's screaming. She's like, "Oh my god, you're still alive!" Yeah. And then at this point, she cuts him down. Which, holy shit, that's like, a far away freaking to go. tank.
1: Do you even like? Okay, one, you didn't even try to save him when no. you went overboard. <laughs>
0: Seriously, I guess
1: maybe. The whole thing is probably because she's a fairy and she basically has bug wings.
0: Yeah, I don't. So like you she'd get bug fly. wings
1: wet, they they can't fly anymore. Right. So that's probably why. But it's like okay, so you cut him down and just let him fall to his most likely inevitable death.
0: Exactly. And
1: she's flying all over the Lost Boys camp. You know, she's wake like, up, lost wake boys, up, wake up. She's you know, like, Pan, you back. know,
0: Peter Pan's back, and yeah, uh-huh. she's flying from. Lost boy to lost boy. And of course, all of them are kind of waking up. I love it because she had like the like little knife thing and she went through and he's like, that's my pillow. I like that one. You
1: see feathers flying out out of the little uh, hut he's sleeping in.
0: And so, of course, all the lost boys are, you know, like, oh, my God, Pan's back, you know, and they start rushing and stuff. And poor Peter, he's laying on the bottom and he's covered in um, like shrubbery from. Right. Because as
1: he tumbled down, he just kept hitting more and more vines all the way down and then finally landed.
0: Yeah. And Thudbutt, who's this very heavy kid.
1: Yeah, poor kid.
0: Yeah, he's like, (laughs) Who's this shrub? And they all kind of pull out their weapons.
1: Dude, they like, they like just attacked.
0: Yeah, they attacked him. It's like, I'm surprised he didn't have like cuts all over him. Right. And so, yeah, they're all staring at him and they're like, That's not Peter. Yep. You know, and. Same response.
1: Yeah, he's too big. He's too old. Yeah,
0: and fat. Yeah. I think is what they also said. Yeah, one of them said
1: he was too fat. Yeah. And poor Thud. He was like, hey, he's not that fat. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like that poor kid, man. Yeah. His his lines, his... Like, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was a little overweight, but they really yeah. kind of made fun of his weight a little bit too they, much. They did. But
0: <laughs> anyway, um, I'm trying to think. At that point, I think they just started chasing after him. Because it... I,
1: or Uh no, Rufio made an appearance.
0: That's right. Because okay. he Rufio
1: can't fly, so he has no. to ride his little skateboard everywhere. Yeah. And he's got this big track yep. that he can ride a skateboard on that'll take him anywhere he wants to go. Right. And so as he's making his grand entrance, you know, they're all chanting Rufio, Rufio. you know. And uh <laughs> I hated Rufio whenever I first really? saw this movie. He got on my nerves. He was an arrogant little kid. I mean he
0: was, but you know. But, I don't know. I liked Rufio. I don't know. He
1: came around, but uh, he just he just irritated the fool out of me when I was a kid when I first saw this yeah. movie. Um, so Damn. he lands and he sees Peter Pan. He's like, you know, he's not Peter Pan. This yeah. is a pirate because all adults are pirates.
0: Well, th- because he said, um, Peter said, you know, I want to speak to an adult. Yeah. And then that's whatever Rufio said. He's like, all adults are pirates. Yeah. And he's like, he's you like, must be a pirate. Yeah. He's like, you must be a pirate. And he pulls out a knife and he says basically that they kill pirates. Right. And so I think that's whenever he started running.
1: Yeah. And the, it's, this is when the, it's a big, long.
0: It's a kind scene, of a long basically. scene. Basically. So he's being chased by these kids and Tinkerbell is trying to like, let each of these kids know. It's like, no, he's the real Peter and. I've only got three days. You know, we got to help save his kids. Right. And Each of the times the kids are like, Peter Pan's got kids. Right. And so like she trips like one set of twins. And yeah, like, she even you know, grabs
1: Rufio by the collar. Of yeah, the and
0: she's like, you know, we got to help him. He's, she's like, you're the only one who can teach him, you know, how to use a sword. And he actually kind of flicks her off. Yeah,
1: like a mosquito. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and so during this chase, he actually gets shot um
1: yeah they're like shooting these arrows with sticky stuff i guess on them i don't know but there weren't like actual arrows they just had sticky stuff
0: and of course he gets shot in the balls and makes the talk a couple of octaves higher
1: obligatory um Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) crotch shot
0: and so somehow he ends up on a skateboard and he's skateboarding and he's like oh that's a wall and so sure enough he hits this wall and he falls um you know and catches the skateboard and this is where our, like a bunch of kids are coming in off of like vines and swinging in, and of course Rufio again shows up. Right, Rufio.
1: Yeah, exactly. And they've where they've ended up at is basically like a big skate park slash yeah. basketball court. Court, right? And they're now they're challenging him to a basketball game. It's yeah. like, hey, play with us if you're really Peter Pan. Yeah, play with if us. if you're really a kid, play with us. Which yep. he won't because he's not. Yeah. He's he's a jerk.
0: Right. (laughs) And so, yeah, Rufio shows up. And at this point, Rufio takes his sword and he um, draws a line. And he's like, you know, this isn't Peter Pan. He's like, basically, he's like anybody who thinks that this is a real (laughs) Peter Pan you know, come over on the... Or anybody who thinks that he's not, not come on my side. Because and Peter
1: was the first one to cross that yeah, line. He was he's like, I'm out. I'm done. And then Tinkerbell, go.
0: Tinkerbell pulls him and she's like, you're embarrassing me. Get
1: back over here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're embarrassing me.
0: So anyway, needless to say, all these kids, you know, go over to Rufio's <laughs> side. Except for yeah. one kid who's Pockets.
1: Oh, His name
0: is Pockets.
1: The little boy who believed.
0: He did. He uh you know he kind of brings him down to his level and he starts like taking his face and he's like
1: moving his face He he's trying to find peter pan yeah he's yeah he's tightening his face up to try to like mm-hmm. smooth out wrinkles and all that
0: and then finally he does and he's like there you are peter
1: yeah and then of course you know here comes thud, a thud and a couple and a bunch other, of other
0: yeah a couple of other like boys or whatever join yep. them and they're all kind of doing the same thing with his face yeah. And, and
1: Rufio. So Rufio has Peter Pan envy, basically. Oh,
0: for sure. And so he tells him that later.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because you see on his face, he's he's losing control and he doesn't yeah, like it. He doesn't he's like it. He's freaking out now. And yep. he's like, you know, who are you going to follow this, you know, loser or me? And so a couple of kids run over back to Rufio, and then right. the Pockets kid makes his case, and he's and like, they run you know, back.
0: Well, and Pockets basically says, you know, give him a chance.
1: Yeah, and then this if Tinkerbell is, Bell believes, and so should we.
0: Yeah, and he, you know, says, like, look, he's like, Hook has my kids. He's like, I really need your help, you know, right. please help me.
1: Exactly. And
0: at that point, Tinkerbell, you know, kind of shouts out, you know, come on, give him a chance.
1: Right, basically it ends with their rufio was reluctantly agreeing mm-hmm. to allow this right training to happen exactly so we cut from that and we go back to the captain's ship and we're in the captain's chambers yeah we see hook and smee and smee is like He is helping himself to like this big smorgasbord, dude. Which I would be too. I mean, that looks good. I'm
0: smee at heart. I'm not gonna lie. I would
1: have been like, because he's taking a bite out of everything he Mm -hmm. puts on the plate for the captain, right? And while he's doing this, the captain is lamenting over he's having a crisis. He's having issues. Um, He's lamenting over how much he hates Neverland. How much he hates
0: all. Hook is suicidal. Dude. He's straight up suicidal.
1: Yeah. So he ends this off with um basically I hate I hate living or whatever he says. Yeah. And then you see Smee's face just sink. He goes, Oh no. You're not gonna be dramatic again, are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he walks up Hook walks over to this cabinet, opens it up, and there's like a row of like shirts and pistols in there. Mm. He grabs a pistol and he comes out and he puts it to his head. And Hook is like, don't try to stop me this time, Smee. Do not try to stop me. And Smee's like, huh, not again. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and then at one point he's like, Smee, you better try and stop. You get better up
1: sp-. and try to stop me, He's Smee. like,
0: get up off your ass. <laughs> I
1: mean it this time, Smee. Stop me. Yep. And so Smee gets up and runs and grabs the gun,
2: mm-hmm. tries
1: to wrestle it from the captain, and it goes off and it sinks. shoots a ship inside this little pond,
0: yeah, it's... toy
1: pond thing he yeah. has in his chambers.
0: Yep. And he tells them, he's like, don't ever wrestle with me like that again. Well,
1: he tells them, don't scare me like that again. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, don't ever scare me like that against me. Yeah. It's like, what do you mean me don't scare you? You should not be doing this again.
0: Right. But
1: so, yeah, sorry. No, you're
0: fine. And then at that point. Um, he's helping him, you know, like with his shoes, which all of his shoes look exactly the same. Yeah.
1: He's like, Are you ready for your night ca- nightcap, Captain? Right. Which is, it's basically just A an drink. alcoholic yeah. drink before you go to bed.
0: And so he gets, in Smee's words, Smee gets an apostrophe. <laughs>
1: yes. I love it because before Smee had an apostrophe, the <laughs> Captain had an epiphany, which right. was, he said that before he started lamenting over everything. So, yeah, Smee's pouring the drink, and all of a sudden he's like, I've got an apostrophe. And the captain says, don't you mean epiphany? Right. Smee's like, lightning has just stroked my brain. (laughs) It's captain's like, well, that must have hurt. So Smee's grand idea, he tells the captain, hey, take the kids, brainwash them into loving you instead of their father. And then that'll be like, even if he does become Peter Pan... It'll be a real dig into him yeah. that you've made his kids love you instead of him.
0: Exactly.
2: And that'll be
1: your ultimate, like, open. You can That'll weaken him so you can kill him, basically. Right. And the captain takes this idea as his, of course. He goes, I'm glad I've had this wonderful idea.
2: Mm-hmm. That's what I'll do. Right.
1: He may learn to crow. He may learn to fight. He might learn to fly, but he'll still die.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and it fades from there. Well... The little laugh the hook does.
0: Uh, (laughs) It's very
1: rhythmic. I love it. So it fades from that, and we're we see it's the next morning, and it's training time. It's
0: training day. Yes,
1: not with Denzel Washington.
0: No, no, that's a good movie though. (laughs) King Um,
1: Kong ain't got nothing on me.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So basically, they're they're doing like little chants. Yep. Ain't no time to celebrate. You are <laughs> old and overweight. Just like all these chants. Oh, they I forgot. Got...
1: And they're like, something, move your arms from your front to your back. You're going to have a heart, heart attack. attack. <laughs>
0: like, something
1: like God dang, kids? yeah. Like, Jeez. They
0: just have like a couple of scenes where like, yeah, he's got like a kid on his back and they have him like running. Yeah, like Rocky um, or
1: something. He's running through the mud. Yeah, he's
0: like running and um, just, yeah, like this whole scene.
1: Oh, yeah. It's intense it's, what they're yeah. putting him through. And there in was fact, also, it gets to oh, go ahead.
0: Well, there's a scene too, I think, where uh, Rufio is. That's actually what I was about to yeah, say. Yeah, he's training him, the you know, with the scene. sword. Yeah, and yeah, he doesn't do a very good job. No,
1: no, he he, Rufio gets the upper hand very quickly, very easily, and cuts Peter Pan's belt off, and his pants fall down. Right. Um. And it actually, also another point where they're trying to teach him how to fly again. They've got him in this huge slingshot. And all these kids are holding up little banners. Um, One says, Tink of happy thoughts. Um, One says, it's your birthday.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: (laughs) And there's another one. I forget what it says. Tinkerbell
0: didn't teach any of these boys how to read or write. No. Hey,
1: (laughs) if you're living on Earth instead of Neverland, yeah, you might grow old and stuff. But at least Wendy taught you how to read and write for Pete's sake.
0: That's true. But yeah, it's just... It's all these, like, ideas for happy thoughts. right? And so, yeah, they've got him, like, on this, you know, huge slingshot. And, you know, she's like, okay, she's like, think happy thoughts. And he's like, I have a happy thought. He's I don't like, want to be
1: in the slingshot. I don't want to be
0: in the slingshot. And so, you know, they they send the, the slingshot. Yep. He goes flying and immediately crashes into, like, this paint stuff.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He just, he fails miserably. He does. And uh, in the in the in the meantime, what's occurring at the same time as all this training with Peter Pan. We cut back to the captain's ship and he is holding brainwashing classes now with the children. The first class is why parents hate their children. Right. And he is presenting all of his evidence as to why their parents hated them.
0: And Maggie is not falling for it.
1: No, no. You know, because she has, you know everlasting love for her mommy or something like that yeah (laughs) no but yeah so his he's building his case against you know why you know trying to convince them why their parents hate them yada 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 you know tell them right they tell you bedtime stories just so you'll go to sleep and you'll get out of their hair which is probably true um Hmm. they you know they don't really want you around because before you were born they were doing all this fun stuff Right. Um. And Jack is kind of falling for it, but, she, you know, like you said, she's not. And she gets an
0: F Yeah. in the class. Like, an F? I got an F. She's, like, freaking out.
1: Yeah, it's like, well, geez, you're a bit young to be freaking out over an F. Right. Calm down. Yeah. You'll probably get more. Yeah. It'll be all right. Exactly. <laughs> but Jack is actually passing this class with flying colors. So Smee presents the grades um i mean i'm sorry not grades but smee presents like the captain with some info about jack's past with his father right and so smee uh hook just focuses all his efforts now mm-hmm. on jack because he sees he's prime yep and ready yep he tells him hey look your dad went to your sister's play right yeah. he's like well how did you know about that and then hook says but he didn't go to your baseball game right He's like, your dad wasn't there.
0: One of the- I will be. Yep.
1: You know, basically tell him, your dad doesn't love yeah. you. I can and I will.
0: Exactly. You
1: know. Um, it cuts from that. And we go to later that night and Peter is just stumbling all around the lost boy camp. He's sore. He's tired. He's yeah. hungry. And he... Finally kind of stumbles upon where they have been cooking the food.
0: Right. And he's just so excited. He's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because of the smells.
1: I guess he can... Well, we'll get into that. Yeah. So he just sits down and he grabs his utensils. He's like, ready to dig in. The kids are like, no. No utensils. He's like, well,
2: why do you have it? Yeah.
1: The kid says, well, we have them so we don't have to use them.
0: (laughs) It's just like, okay. That is such
1: a little kid thing to say. I know. So... They start setting down these pots and pans. There's steam billowing everywhere. Right. And he is ready to dig in. And finally, they, they all sit down.
0: Rufio sits down.
1: You know, and they're like, let's say grace. And so Peter begins to actually, like, say grace. Yeah. He's like, oh, dear Lord, you know, starting to pray. Yeah. But Rufio just shouts out, grace! grace! And they yeah. dig in.
0: Yeah, they all shout out grace at the pans same
1: time. Pans are lifted. Pot lids are, <clears throat> excuse me, pot lids are coming off. And there's nothing in there the steam clears there's nothing in these pots Yep. but kids are like digging their hands in reaching reaching in in, pulling food quote unquote food Food, out right and they're pretending like they're eating it and peter's just looking around and he's like
0: and tink is like there's nothing
1: here gandhi ate better than this yeah
0: and tink is like come on you gotta eat up and he's like where's the real food yeah He's like, what, you know, what's the point of this? And she's explaining, she's like, this used to be one of your favorite games.
1: Right, exactly.
0: And so he's like, I want some, you know, some real food.
1: Right. He's like, I want some steak, burgers, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um. And this is when Rufio sees his open. Mm-hmm. He starts this insult war with it, yeah. Peter. It's your typical little kid insult war. Just the most nasty, disgusting words you can come up with I just, like plus bucket and stuff like that yeah
0: so that's yeah that's rufio's type of speak but i love it because at one point um peter just starts like saying different job titles
1: right he calls <laughs> him a substitute teacher a math tutor um thinking like that's Dear, gonna be a an insult
0: cited gynecologist was my that favorite was, that was my
1: favorite one too. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: you know the kids at this point are are like you know come on you know get them back yeah and uh, at one point, Peter ends up, of course, winning. The, right. He
1: finally finds it. He calls yep. him. It's a long title, but it ends up with ends with a paramecium brain.
0: And then one kid's like, like what's what? a
1: paramecium? And he's
0: like, I'll tell you what a paramecium is. That's a paramecium. Yeah. And then this is whenever he talks about how he's got, you know, Peter Pan envy. Yeah. That's what he tells Exactly.
1: Them. Which he, it's clear he does. Like yeah. he's constantly... He probably like goes home and thinks of how he can be better than Peter Pan, basically yeah. every day.
0: And so, at this point, Peter takes one of the spoons and he he tells uh, Rufio, he's like, "Oh, hey Rufio, why don't you go suck on a dead dog's nose or something <laughs> yeah, like that's that?" Weird and, and gross. He takes but okay. it and he. He pretends to like flick it, you know, this spoon. At that point, you see the stuff end up all over Rufio's face, right? And now Peter can see all the food, and sure enough, there's like food and desserts and stuff everywhere, oh, Linda, yeah. you know. So it's like, okay, <laughs> so now we're getting somewhere, right? And so you kind of see Rufio, and at first the kids are like,
1: you know, you're, you're doing it, you're doing it, Peter, yeah.
0: you're you're doing it, yeah. And they're you know like. Peter, Peter, and then you see Rufio, he's like, Rufio, Rufio. Yeah, like nobody's, nobody's cheering him anymore. Right. He's and not
1: their leader now.
0: Exactly. So at that point, you see Rufio, like, walk off and, you know, kind of stand there with those arms all crossed. Right. And now you see Peter, and he's starting to enjoy some of this food. Right, a he's,
1: huge baguette, like, in front of him. Yeah. He's, like, grabbing stuff left and right. Yeah,
0: a big turkey, like, leg. Yes. And, uh, you know, he it basically they end up having a food fight
1: right and and they're just tossing food left and right and Mm -hmm. rufio sees his open again right he's like i'm just gonna grab a coconut and i'm gonna throw it at him
0: right and because at this point he's up on the table right Uh, peter is yeah
1: he climbed peter climbed up on the table and rufio grabbed this coconut and he's like hey peter catch this and throws it at him.
0: And somebody hands him a sword, and he just slices right through it. He had
1: a Jedi moment there. He did. He used the Force. He did. The Force and was strong with that one.
0: Exactly. And you just <laughs> see, like, the coconut, like, spinning and yeah. stuff like that. And you can kind of see the kids even more so are now believing They're in like, Peter. They're like, Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: Hmm. Creaky chair.
0: Yeah. Sorry.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um... And the scene kind of fades from there to later on that evening where we see Peter after dinner. Everyone's must have cleaned up. So Peter's just kind of walking around late. And he runs into Thud.
0: Yeah, Thudbutt.
1: Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Thudbutt. Poor kid. Um, He runs into Thudbutt. And Thudbutt is talking to him about what his happy thought is. And Peter's like, I don't remember.
0: Well, real quick, before he goes into his happy thought, he goes here. He's like... Um, these belong to Tootles. And he's like, wait. He's like, oh, you yeah, know? that's right. He's like, you know Tootles? He's like, yeah. He's like, Tootles was a lost boy. Right. And he goes, here. He's like, these are Tootles' marbles. And, you know, Peter opens it up and he starts to laugh. He's like, wow. He's like, he really did lose his <laughs> marbles. And Thudbutt's like, yeah, he lost them really good. You know, <laughs> they just kind of start to like laugh.
1: See, one thing I, I kind of, and I don't know that the movie ever answered this, how did they get Tootles down there? Did he follow Peter That's or did Toodles it. like decide, like, did he follow Peter the same day Peter left Neverland?
0: Right, and then just didn't Or go did back. he
1: just decide, hey, where did Peter go? And he went to go find Peter. That's just something I always kind of wondered. Yeah. But, so he's got Toodles marbles now. Yeah. And like you said, he tells Peter that those were Toodles' happy, happy thoughts. Happy thoughts.
0: And so he asks uh, Thud, he's like, you know, well, what are you, what's your happy thought? Yeah. And he's like, mine is my mother.
1: Which apparently he can remember. Yeah. I guess these children arrive in Neverla- Neverland, like in different stages of age. I guess. Or maybe if you arrive as a baby, you still grow up, but you only grow up to a certain point.
0: I don't, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's just a movie. <laughs>
1: I gotta know the answer to this. Yes, <laughs> but anywho, but anyway, so, so he, he can remember his mom, and that's his happy thought. That's his is happy his mother.
0: And he he asks uh, Peter, you know, do you remember your mother? And he's like, no. Yeah, you know, I don't remember. Yeah, any he remembers of that. nothing. He doesn't even right. remember
1: what his happy thought is. Exactly. If it was his mother, he doesn't right. know that either.
0: And so, you know, at that point, you hear some singing off, kind of in the distance. Yep. And you know, Peter's like, hey, you know, listen. And so they kind of walk over there and turns out it's his daughter and he's, you know, she's singing this song. And at that point, um, you see like all the pirates have kind of gathered around. and You see Hook and Jack and Jack is like, you know, our mom used to sing that song to us. And at this point, Hook is trying to get his attention because he doesn't want him to remember his mom and his dad.
1: Yeah. And... Was it Hook that asked or was Smee who asked, like, hey, tell me more about this game of baseball? It was baseball. Smee.
0: Yeah. Smee, you know, distracted him with, hey, you know, let's tell, tell me some more about baseball. Okay. That's yeah. right.
1: Yeah. Um, and so the scene closes out with the little girl singing. She finishes her song out. Um, and then we...
0: All the Lost Boys are saying goodnight. night, And yep. they're blowing out their, their lights.
1: And the stereotypical little <laughs> kid... One of them spits all over his handle. (laughs) Good night.
0: good night, Neverland? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) fierce.
1: I love that. And so we wake to the next morning and um, we hear a ticking clock. Mm -hmm. Um, Captain is asleep, Smee is asleep, and Jack is asleep. They're all in the same room. But the captain is woken by this clock ticking. And he gets up and you don't see him. But you know now, like, oh, he's wearing a wig. Because you mm. see he puts his wig and his yeah. hat on. And he's, like, running through the room looking for this clock. And finally he sees it's the pocket watch right. that uh, Peter gave Jack. Yep. And he, like, brings his hook up. He's going to, like, Smash break the it. clock. But the problem is it's laying on top of Jack's stomach. Yeah. So Smee grabs it real quick. He's like, you know, the kid didn't know any better. Right. Right. He, he didn't know how we handle clocks around here. Yeah. It's okay. And so the captain comes down.
0: To the museum. Which, okay, so they have this museum of all broken clocks. Yes,
1: dedicated the broken clocks. Yep. One of which he gives, the, there's a story to every one of them. Yeah. But the one he tells the story on was a clock that he took off of one captain during a battle. He's like, just after I gutted him, I took his clock and I smashed it, basically. Yeah. And so in the middle of this, all of a sudden... He hears a ticking again,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: he's like, you know, "It's it's the clock again." He hates ticking clocks, right? Because of the alligator, yep. the crocodile. Right. I mean, anytime the crocodile was near, it would tick because it had a a clock or a watch or yeah. something it had swallowed from somebody or something, right? Um, I wonder if he was no, that wasn't it. So, anywho. So he goes nuts and Smee's smashing clocks throughout this whole museum. Mm-hmm. And Jack's laughing in the corner. He It's so ridiculous yeah. to him. He can't not laugh. Right. Um, finally, they find the clock. It's a rogue clock that just started mm-hmm. ticking on its own. And he smashes it and it stops.
0: Yeah. And, and this is kind of where, okay, so now Jack has to prove to the captain. Right. And so he, you know, takes he takes the the pocket watch and he sets it down. And he, you know, kinda tells them like, you know, okay, it's your turn.
1: Right, which this I don't know if things like this existed at that time, but now these days now you have these these therapy things called smash sessions. Yeah. Where I don't know if that's really actually the term for it. But basically you're in a room full of breakable stuff. They give you protective gear and a baseball bat and you just go nuts just smashing things and it's supposed to be therapeutic and let you get out like anything you're bottling up and holding in that you may not talk about otherwise or something. Right. So anyway, like this is the very first smash session. So he puts the pocket watch on top of this um table, gives Jack a hammer, and the very first thing that Jack says before he smashes the watch, which to me would be a, a non-issue but is like, this is for never letting me blow bubbles in my chocolate milk. <laughs> yeah. And smashes the watch. Like to me, I would immediately jump to like my either dad... some sort of broken promise right. or not showing up to my baseball game.
0: And then that's just it. He smashes another clock and then I think on the third clock is whenever he talks about the broken promise. Right. And he smashes it. And then at that point he kind of starts to cry or whatever a little bit. And yeah. that's whenever um he he breaks down and talks about how you know that he didn't even try to save us which dude He did he did he, he freaking onto... climbed up
1: a mast and yeah. it was like probably 50 feet up off the ground maybe more
0: yeah he didn't even he didn't reach out and it's like yeah he did he and was he...
1: literally reaching out with everything yeah. he had he reached out so far his balance got knocked off and he almost fell right
0: <laughs> i mean so it's like okay whatever dude he didn't try anyway listen
1: here Bruh,
0: brah he totally tried
1: <laughs> as the kids say these days bruh. yes so so this is the captain swoops in and of course you know he gives him this promise jack i will show up to every one of your baseball games yeah and i will never break promises to you right. you know i'll be your father from here on out yep um and we cut from that we cut from the museum Two, we see that the Pirates are now actually playing a game of baseball. Yeah. By Jack's rules. Um, But also, in the meantime...
0: Well, I love it, though. So, yeah, so there's, like, this big baseball game thing going on. Yeah. And at one point, one of the pirates tries to steal a base. Oh, yeah, that's right, And so Captain Hook shoots him and kills him.
1: It was actually somebody else.
0: Yeah. Somebody on
1: the sidelines shot him dead. And Captain Hook's like, no, 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 no. This is based
0: on Jack's rules.
1: Yes, that was bad form, guys. Bad form. Yeah. And so they just drag the guy off the field and just continue playing. Right. Oh, also, real quick, just to touch base on, so apparently he had a prostitute. One of those prostitutes. Yeah, he did.
0: <laughs> she was
1: changing out his hook for a glove mm-hmm. attachment, and the look on her face was she's
0: like mm, uh.
1: very weird. Yeah, Is it like was. <laughs> I don't want to know what. Right. Yeah. No. So while
0: that's going on, some of the Lost Boys and Peter are dressed up as pirates.
1: Correct. They're going to infiltrate. And it's Peter's mission. He is to grab a hook and crow. Yep. Because it's supposed to be like one of the last tests for him, his last lessons, besides flying. He still hasn't done that yet.
0: Anyway, so, um, but he, he can easily grab this hook, um, but he's watching because Jack is up at the plate, and instead of grabbing the hook, he's watching Jack play.
1: Right, because he's finally got an opportunity. Well, he had opportunities, but he's actually yeah. watching his son play for a change.
0: And so that's just it. So um, he's kind of he's trying to cheer for his son without, you know, sounding like himself. But he also hears uh, the yeah. captain as well cheering. And right, he's like, yeah. And so, anyway, um, Smee is actually the one at the plate. Right. And so now he's
1: pitching. And and so. And you hear Peter going, please, not a curveball. He can't hit a curveball.
0: Yep. And so, sure enough, Smee throws the ball. Yep. He ends up knocking it right out of the park. Oh, yeah. He
1: connects like nothing else. Yeah. Like, like, did they give him a magical bat or something? I
0: know, right? Because, like,
1: it's, it's crazy. Yeah. So he knocks it out of the park. Yep. And Jack runs home, does a home run. I'm yeah. sorry, we oh we totally missed that, did we? It doesn't matter. It's not an issue. Anyway. So so any Jack does a home run and he circles the bases, and you, you see s- Peter go, that's my, and then you hear Captain Hook go, that's my boy. And
0: he's like, no, he's like, that's my, j- or you know, my Jack, and then yeah. that's whenever you hear Peter say, no, that's my Jack. Yeah. And then yeah, so you. S- at that point, Hook goes down there, and he's picking the kid up, and, you know, they're cheering and stuff. Right.
1: Lifting them up on their shoulders. Yeah. At this point,
0: Peter just leaves the Hook. He doesn't- Right, he like, doesn't grab it. No.
1: He's taken off his disguise again. Yep. Because he was disguised. Right. And the kids are like, you know, where are you going? Yeah. But he just keeps walking away. Yep. Um. And Peter just walks away, and he just kind of goes off in this secluded area, where he's like, just desperate now. He- Trying to learn how to fly. He's like, he I just, gotta
0: fly. And so you like see him. Like he's throwing
1: himself off of rocks and yeah, stuff. Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, I, I mean, he was trying to think happy thoughts and stuff. But right. yeah, he's jumping off of rocks and falling on his face. Nothing's yes. working. So yeah, he ends up getting hit in the head with Jack's baseball. Yeah. Um, And you just see him kind of like laugh. And then he kind of, co- you know, falls over. Right. And whenever he falls over, he's looking into this river And he can see the reflection but it's of whenever he was, you know, like kid Peter Pan or whatever, like teenage Peter Pan. Exactly. And so you just see him. And of course, he's kind of freaking out by that, you know, because it's like, what's going on? Right. And then I think at this point is whenever he finds like that, like little lair. Yeah.
1: Because he like stands up and there's his shadow Mm -hmm. and like he sees a shadow and a shadow leads him where this little, like you said, the entry to the lair is. Right. And he sees the carving of Peter, Wendy, Michael, Toodles, toodles And he pushes the little button. There's it, a little button on it. It mm-hmm. opens. So he enters. And once he enters, it's like this whole place looks like it's been in a fire or something. It all
0: was. Because yeah. Tinkerbell is also in there. And so, she explains that, you know, yeah, after you left, you know, Hook came by and burned it.
1: So like, okay, so Tinker Tinkerbell's in there. But she's in a very formal, like, dress. she's like in a, a very nice dress, yeah. very formal, very nice looking, I and think, her hair's all done. Well,
0: she says it's his coming home party yeah, something but, like, like that. like, why
1: has nobody else done? How long has she been down there?
0: That <laughs> would have been my question when
1: I see her down there like that. I'm like, why are you dressed like that? And how long have you been down here? Know. Just waiting for me to show up. Right. But this <laughs> is
0: where Peter... Starts to remember everything. Right. And this is where we get the whole backstory, including he remembers as a baby. And it shows him as a baby in this, you know, um, whatever they're called.
1: Oh, um, he called it a, in uh, in England. They're called prams. Yeah. So we was, call them like a bassinet or a, yeah. or a stroller. And
0: it shows him as a baby. And you hear him talking about how... Um, Basically, he, you know, wanted to... He didn't want to grow up and die.
1: Right, because he was... Which, yeah, he was saying as a baby, he's listening to all... You can hear the mother's plans for him as yeah, he grows.
0: all these special schools and colleges and And he says, I
1: stuff. ran away because I didn't want to grow up because everybody who grows up eventually dies. dies. Which because that's, you, like, depressing. Yeah, I would never <laughs> have
0: had that thought as a baby. Right? Um, but yeah, Jeez. sure enough, you see the pram actually going, you know, on its own. Exactly. And then you see him as a baby and the pram had tipped over and he's laying there screaming and it's raining. And he talks about how Tink, he's like, You're the one who saved me and, you know, brought me to Neverland. And you taught me how to fly and how to do all these things. And sure enough you see him as like a little kid or whatever doing that kind of stuff. And um it got to the point where he talks about Wendy.
1: Right. It turns out like the first time he ever met Wendy He actually returned back to Earth to go find his old family. But it turns out they had already moved on.
0: Yeah, they had had another baby. Well,
1: I mean, to him, it looked like they moved on. They really, I'm sure, never really moved on. But they had another baby. They had
0: another baby. And he's, you know, floating outside. And the window was closed. Yeah. So he would only visit windows that were open. Exactly. And that was how he met Wendy. Yep. And you get a brief... Cameo from uh Gwyneth Paltrow, who plays younger Wendy, and so it's the whole scene of you know, well, why are you crying? And the whole, you know, oh, you know, I can't find my shadow or whatever. And so he mentions, you know, like he would go, I think he said every spring, and he would bring Wendy back, uh, with him, right? And he says, you know, (laughs) Wendy kept getting older and older and older. I love this, and you saw, you see, like two or three versions of Gwyneth Paltrow and I love the last version last so you version you only
1: see his you never see Peter Pan you only see Wendy yeah. and the hand of Peter Pan right touching her shoulder
0: yeah kind of like hey let's go yeah anyway so I love the last part though <laughs> yeah, it's because the best. yeah so you know he you see his hand and stuff like that kind of like hey let's go and she's like Peter, I can't. And you see his hands like fly back. Like, like Ugh. Oh. <laughs> she's like, Ugh. you know, I can't. Gross. She's like you know, I'm a, I, <laughs> you know, don't know. I can't fly. Right. I've forgotten how to fly.
1: I've, I'm too old for she's this. She's like,
0: you know, I have kids. You know, my kids have kids. You know, I'm a grandmother. Yes. And she mentions she's like, you know, that's my 13 year old granddaughter Mora in the in the bed over there. Right. And. He tells her, he's like, I'm going to give her a kiss. Right. And she's like, no, you know, you can't do that. You know, I don't, basically, I don't want to have to explain why we can't, you know, why you can't stay. And he's got like the thimble, (laughs) but he says, you know, no, he's like a real kiss. He says, no, I'm going to give her a real kiss. And so sure enough, he leans over and gives her a real kiss.
1: Which that is like.
0: I'd much Creepy. rather I'd much rather you give her the thimble, to be honest right
1: because okay so <laughs> let's say her granddaughter woke up in the middle of this ah. like you could only imagine like the freak out that would probably happen like well, yeah who the bleep are you and what the, what are you doing exactly <laughs> I deeply apologize about our dogs yep they get like this after we haven't paid attention to them and then they just start fighting yep well, they're not fighting, they're playing.
0: But, you well, know. anyway. And so that was whenever he decided, you know, to stay was, you know, because he had fallen in love with her.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and it turns out what Peter's happy thought actually is, he remembers this now. Right. He's like, the reason I stayed was because I always wanted to be a father. Father.
2: Father. My happy
1: thought was always wanting to be a father.
2: Right. And then that's
1: when he remembers the day that Jack was born. Right. And that was his happy thought was I wanted to be a father. And then Jack has now his happy thought, obviously. And And it cuts back and you see him floating in the air. And he's
0: got that teddy bear, which was his teddy bear. Right. And, you know, he's like, oh, he's like, I, you know, I've got it. And then he, he, you know, he drops the teddy bear. He's like, oh, I've lost it. And he starts going <laughs> he down. starts
1: falling too. And Tinkerbell
0: is like, hold on to that happy thought, Peter. And yeah. so he stops right before he hits the ground. And then at that point, he yeah. remembers how to fly. He's flying all over the damn place.
1: Yay. Yes. Huzzahs.
0: And so I love it. Yeah, he's flying around all over. And at one point he flies past Rufio and makes Rufio's pants fall off.
1: <laughs> Permission to buzz the tower. Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> And so, you know, you can see all the kid, the Lost Boys are, you know, so excited. You oh, know, yeah, they're Pan, cheering and you know, clapping. Pan is back, you yeah. know. And so <clears throat> at that point, you see Rufio and, you know, if he hadn't seen this movie, you're kind of like, okay, is Rufio going to do something to Pan or, you know, what? But right. what he does is, is after Peter, you know, lands. hmm he, you know, grabs the sword. You know his sword. Right, looks look
1: like he's gonna like charge, mm-hmm. like he's like, I've had it with you, basically. Right,
0: but he actually gets down on his knees and he kind of presents the sword.
1: Right, because that was actually Peter Pan's sword it was. when he was still there. Yeah, and Rufio just took it and right. became the leader, basically. Right,
0: but anyway, so yeah, he gets down on his knees, presents the sword, and he's like, "You're, you know, you're the real Pan." Right, and then at that point, Peter takes the sword. He, you know, draws a line, and all the kids join him on they're that like, side. Uh, yay! You know, yeah, they're all super excited. Yeah. So.
1: And so, you know, Rufio makes his final challenge to him. He's like, "You can fight, you can fly, but and, can you crow?" And
0: all of a sudden, you hear, you know, hear him crow. He and makes stuff noise. like that. Yep. And so, at that point, they're all like, "Bang, and doing like this weird hand signal. Yay. You know, so.
1: <laughs> um. It's just. It's just all great. Yeah. Um, so the Lost Boys are celebrating. Everybody's happy, and later that night we see Peter. He's flying around, and he actually goes calling on Tink. Yeah, he goes to where she lives. She lives on this like this broken cuckoo clock or yeah. broken clock, and he opens up the clock face. It's like, hey, Tink, you know, he's he's forgotten now that he, he has a kids. family and yeah. and everything he has kids he has a wife yep he's forgotten all of that and he's like hey tink you know let's go have some fun let's go play let's go do this and she
0: reminds him she's like you know don't you know she's like you know don't forget we gotta save your kids yeah you have she's... kids
1: and he's like peter pan has kids yeah and uh, she's like yeah so this scene is kind of <laughs> weird i don't understand really what this had to do I don't know. With the movie, other than I guess maybe...
0: Tink wanted some Peter Pan D. Oh, she we'll was... We'll just, we'll break it down that way. She wanted <laughs> his D. I mean,
1: she was coming onto him, I'm she... not gonna lie.
0: Oh, yeah. So, like,
1: she she exploded her clock, and she turned into, like, a full-size woman. Right. And she's like, oh, I can't believe it finally happened. Like, I've always wished for this for all my life. And right. And she's like, I want to give you a kiss. And he's like, a kiss? And he's like, she's like, no, a real kiss. So she right. kisses him on the lips. And, you know, she's like, she's dressed very nice. Yeah. Like, she looks, you know, like she's ready for like a night on the town, exactly. a real fancy evening. Right. And, but she, she kisses him and he remembers, oh, he's like, Because she tells him, I love you. Right. That's right. And, and then he almost says something. And he's like, no, I love Mora. Yep. And I have my kids. I need to save my kids. Yep. He remembers.
2: Exactly. Because
1: apparently the thing with Neverland, so...
0: You forget.
1: You forget everything about your past life on Earth.
0: Which is why with Jack, and we'll see this here soon, why he does not remember that that's even his dad.
1: Exactly. But... Exactly. It it apparently can happen fast and hard. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So Tink is... She's left blue. She...
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm leaving that alone. (laughs)
1: I didn't mean it that way.
0: <laughs> you walked into that.
1: I did walk into that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um Oh my. It's a weird scene. It is. It, Peter Pan leaves Tank, you know. Yep. It's it's all business now. Yep. So we see now, it's the next day, or perhaps later that day. Maybe that was morning.
2: I don't know. Yeah, I don't
1: so know So, it's the next day, and you see all the Lost Boys, they're getting battle ready. Yep. They're getting their swords, they're putting battle armor on, which, by the way, sucks. We'll yeah. find that out later. Yeah,
0: their armor um,
2: sucks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's basically just bamboo shoots, like, tied together. Yeah. Um, And it's not even tied together very tight. So, they're getting ready, and they're marching out. Yep. And we cut now to Captain Hook is getting ready to pierce jack's ear
0: well he's got like this selection of like little baby hooks and he's talking about how you know oh you know this is um getting your ear and stuff pierced is kind of like an important day in a pirate's life right and so he has him pick like one of these like little earring hooks and so he Mm -hmm. picks one and then he tells him He's like, okay, he's like, you know, lean your, your head over like this. Yes. He's going to pierce him with this big ass <laughs> yeah, He's like, hook. hold
1: still, because this is really going to hurt.
0: Which, like you said, it's like, well, now he's got gauges. You yeah, can't that's, fit.
1: You're literally jump-starting to gauges. You're <laughs> yeah. not just piercing an ear. You're just setting him up for a gauge Exactly.
0: Now. <laughs> so before that can happen, though, you see in the sails, you see, like, a knife go through and yeah, starts cutting Yeah, it's like cutting, cutting and out. stuff. And then, you know, whatever, it turns out, of course, that it's Peter Pan's um, Right, he cut his silhouette yeah. and stuff. Yeah.
1: And it falls to the ground. Smee picks it, picks it up. And he's like, "It's you know, basically like, what is this? Yeah. And so Peter Pan kind of floats into view yep. in the middle of the cutout in the sail. And Hook is like, oh, he learned to fly. You he's know, He's like, oh, he's it's back.
0: been three days already. Yeah, I can't know? believe it.
1: It's already been three days. Yep. And... You know, this is where Peter is, you know, making his announcement. He's like, you know, I've come for you, Hook, and I've come to take my kids back, and we're going home. And he jumps down in the middle of the the ship, and he walks up to confront the captain. And this is where we find out that Jack doesn't remember his dad. Exactly. Because the dad... Peter's like, take my hand. We're gonna go home. He's
0: like, but I am home.
1: I am home. Who are you? Who is this man? He asks, like Captain Hook. And Hook's like, you know,
0: I've never, you know, yeah, never seen. You've never seen him before in your life. Exactly. He's like, come
1: here, son. He's like, this is my son, and I will fight dearly for him. Right. So you know, it's the chat. The war's on. It is basically. Yep. The Peter Pan draws his sword. He goes to challenge Hook. But of course, all of Hook's little crony pirate friends right. are gonna like defend yeah. the, the captain, right? So now this it just becomes complete and utter chaos.
0: Um, it gets from to here. the point. So yeah he he's trying to fight uh, the captain, and then like you said, the cronies you know the other pirates step in. And he ends up getting stuck in a net that comes down on him. And then that's whenever he kind of, he calls or whatever. For, yeah, that's right. And that's whenever like somehow like thousands of like Lost Boys all of a sudden so show up. So where the
1: heck were all these Lost Boys for <laughs> I didn't know, right? Because it looked like there were maybe 20, 20 30 tops yeah, Lost maybe. Boys. Yeah, And all of a sudden there's thousands of them.
0: I don't know about that. Where the heck did all these
1: Lost Boys come yeah, from? Yeah,
0: but there's all of a sudden a ton of Lost Boys. Yeah. And so anyway, so we get this very, you know, we get like a long fight scene, which is pretty good to watch. Oh, yeah.
1: Some kids are like set up with like these egg cannons. Mm -hmm. Some kids have these cannons that shoot marbles.
0: Thudbutt is literally putting himself out there. Oh, dude, he's like the
1: MVP of this battle. He's the
0: MVP of this battle. Yeah. I mean, he's just kicking ass. I mean, he's literally going downstairs. Yeah, he's
1: apparently like super nimble. Like he can roll himself up into a ball and he just like like a bowling ball just knocks Down pirates left and right,
0: so all this fighting is going on, and now we might as well get the Rufio
1: right. So Rufio jumps in, and he immediately challenges Captain Hook. Yep, Hook switches swords from his typical um, uh, saber or whatever type sword that is, he's (laughs) to kind of like a a thinner, like a fencing Mm -hmm. style sword. Only it doesn't have the ball tip on it, you know. So. Peter Pan sees this and he's like, no, he's mine. Right. But in the middle of that, as he's about to just take the battle away from Rufio, because it's like, no, dude, don't, you don't want that. Yeah. Peter Pan's daughter is screaming for help right. because now pirates start to invade the area where she's in. Which, Which, by the way, there's a lot of kids in there. Yeah, who the hell are
0: these kids?
1: So I guess the pirates go around kidnapping children or
0: something? I don't know, but... I don't know. Yeah, so he ends up flying off, like you said, to save the daughter.
1: Right, leaving Rufio, and Rufio's like, all right, well, he just decides he's going to continue with the fight with Captain Hook. Yep. Which he does. Um, Long story short... Rufio gets overconfident, gets cocky, and at one point, he traps Captain Hook's hook on the ground yeah. with his sword, and he goes, looky, looky, I got hooky. Yep. But he left himself open because Captain Hook's other hand had his sword in his hand. Yeah. And he jabs Rufio in yep. the chest.
0: Because the armor is shit. Yep.
1: Yeah. Bamboo, to thunk it. Yeah. So...
0: So you just of course you
1: know this takes the wind out of everybody's sails. Peter Pan sees what happens. Yeah,
0: because he had dropped the daughter off on the deck with her brother. Exactly. And so you see, you know, he screams, you know, no, and so he, you know, stops by and, you know, he's got Rufio, and Rufio is like, you know what, you know, I always wanted. He's like, I always wanted a dad like you. And then at that point, Jack is starting to more realize, which is like, okay.
1: so I blame Jack. I blame Jack for, uh, I blame Jack for Rufio's death. Yes. Jack, you little jerkwad, if you had, would have just taken your dad's hand,
0: mm-hmm.
1: none of this crap would have happened and Rufio wouldn't have had to pay the ultimate price. It's right? all your fault. Right. But that's just me. <laughs>
0: So, of course, now Rufio's dead. So, of course, now it's really on. Exactly. Peter's pissed.
1: Right. He goes, he's like, you know, you've killed Rufio, you kidnapped my kids. I like how he said
0: Rufio first before you kidnapped my kids.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, Rufio (laughs) had become a son to him when his son decided he had disowned his father. That's
0: true. So, anyways, (laughs) so now it's obviously on. And at this point, Peter tells everybody, all the lost boys. Right. Like, he's mine.
1: Right. You know, leave so, him alone. yep. But what Jack does, what he should have done before, but I guess, you know, the whole Neverland spell, he forgot, blah, blah, blah. Right. He just tells his dad, look, no, let's just go. Um. So Peter Pan decides, hey, he's like, yes, it's, you know, the kids are right. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. We're going to leave. So they start walking off, but Hook just issues his challenge slash threat he's like if you walk away yep i'm still gonna be here and no matter where you are no matter where you go you'll always be looking over my shoulder your over shoulder, your shoulder. Yeah. because i could just show up whenever and i'll just do this again so then peter pan decides all right fine let's end this yep so this is when we get into a big battle between just peter pan and hook yeah they're Parrying, they're thrusting, they're jabbing.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, they're just fighting all over the place. At one point, Hook gets the upper hand and he's like holding Peter down, sharpening his hook, getting ready to strike him and telling him, you know, you're just a sad man who, you know, doesn't amount to anything, blah, blah, blah.
0: I think he said something like, you know, basically you care more about, um, business than you do, you know, family.
1: Right. And, uh, this is when he gets, you know, the strength he needs to fight again from his
0: right. lost
1: boys and his children and Tinkerbell who are like, we believe in you. You're yep. Peter Pan. You're Peter
0: Pan. And yeah, and so
1: he like explodes and pushes Hook away. So I guess I could go to the play-by-play, but I'll just go back to, <laughs> we'll just skip right to the end. Yeah. So they trap, they actually corral Captain Hook in the courtyard where the crocodile is right. because they use the clocks. Yep. So now they're fighting, and at one point, Peter finally gets hooked on the ground
2: Mm -hmm.
1: after he's de-wigged him. Yes. (laughs) So we see that he's bald. Yeah. And he's like, you've got me, Peter. Just go ahead and finish it. Strike true, basically. And
0: then this is whenever the son tells him, he's like, Dad, he's like, let's go home.
1: Yeah, let's go home. He's just a sad man. The daughter's like, yes, he's just a man without a mommy. Right. Let's go. And... Captain Hook sees, like, hey, you know, I could actually live Mm -hmm. through this. So he's like, yes, you know, what would the world be without Captain James Hook? Right. So Peter Pan tells him, just get in your boat, sail away, and don't ever come back. Yeah. He gets up. Peter Pan walks away with his children, but Captain Hook decides he's going to give it one last go Mm -hmm. and charges after him with his hook. Yep. Peter is able to counter and smashes the hook inside the crocodile's belly, which apparently wakes it up from this yeah, sleep or something. Yeah, whatever the
2: hell. Yeah. The Some crocodile. Stuff. <laughs> yeah.
1: It wakes up, spits the clock out, and Captain Hook is on the ground, like frozen, basically. Yeah. And the crocodile falls over with his mouth open, open. and eats Captain Hook.
0: Yeah. Well, and the kids even like you know they even like like look inside the mouth and they're like he's gone.
1: Yeah. Which you know? he was like, you, the mouth never moved; it yeah. just fell on top of him. Yeah. But then he's just gone yep. all of a sudden, right? And they're celebrating; they're mm-hmm. finally rid of Captain Hook. No more pirates. No more problems for them.
0: Right.
1: Um, but in the middle of the celebration, Peter realizes again. He remembers. Oh yes, I've got kids. Yeah. <laughs> I have responsibilities. Uh, yeah. So he separates himself from the Lost Boys and goes back with his children. And everybody is sad now because obviously Peter's going to leave them again. Right. For good.
0: But he he has to figure out, okay, who do I make in charge? Because exactly. Because Rufio's dead. And this is whenever he gives Thudbutt, you know, the, yeah. the sword.
1: And I love how long it takes him to choose. Mm-hmm. Which I guess he already knew he was going to give it to, but he just like, he walked up and down yeah. the line of kids like three or four times and each <laughs> one's hopes just like You could see it on their face, they're like excited and they went, oh.
0: Unlike me, I'd be like, I'm fine with not. Yeah,
1: I would kind of slowly start (laughs) to fade in the background. Yeah, it's
0: like, I'm good if I'm not in charge, I'm fine. Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
1: (laughs) Nothing to see here, folks. Do not give me any extra responsibilities. Not needed. So. Not wanted. at all,
0: And so that's just it. So he ends up giving it to Thudbutt.
1: Correct. And, uh, basically tells them hey look you know even though i'll be gone i'll always remember you which is a lie because he forgot (laughs) them once before
0: right because
1: once you're away from neverland you (laughs) You begin to forget neverland that's true (laughs) it's true but he tells them this and he flies off and tells them you know always believe or something like that as he's flying off into the sky
0: well and he has tink sprinkle some dust on the kids and oh. he tells them, you know, to think happy thoughts.
1: Right. Yeah, he tells and them, he, you know, take the kids The daughter and I'll be right is like, you know,
0: oh, you know, mommy and that's whenever Jack is like my dad Peter Pan.
1: Which is their happy thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Um and so yeah, they fly off and
0: They actually go ahead of Peter. Yeah,
1: Peter's like, you know, I'll be right behind you mm-hmm. because I think that may have actually happened before he issued I the sword. I think so, yeah. But it it doesn't matter. So the um, kids
0: the kids end up, you know, showing up and you see Mora's sitting in the chair in the kid's room. Yeah. And you see the doors open and um, you see like leaves and stuff kind of blow in on yeah, it. Yeah,
1: the kids fly in. And, the, ugh, really? I'm sorry. I'll
0: have to edit that. I
1: will. Yeah, the kids fly in and they land in their beds and the they mom... Cover up. Yeah, yeah, they cover up so they can't see.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mom wakes up and she sees the window open. And, and
0: the leaf, you know, that's on her.
1: Yeah, she goes to shut it and then walks Wendy, her yeah. grandma... And she goes to comfort her granddaughter and Mm -hmm. granddaughter's like, you know, I keep thinking I'm just going to wake up and it'll all be just a bad dream. The kids will be in their beds again. And this is when the kids just pop up out of bed like, like, you know, mom, you know, we're back.
0: Yeah. And so they rush over and she like falls to the ground and, you know. Which,
1: by the way, okay, so your elderly grandmother... (laughs) Didn't even, like, collapse. She's using a cane for Pete's sake. I know, right? I don't know. (laughs) I'm such a jerk, though, when it comes to movies (laughs) and stuff. But um, I can only imagine. As a parent, it would probably... If something like that happened, you'd probably be pretty beside yourself.
0: Right. And so... But I like
1: making fun of movies.
0: Yeah. So, So obviously, she's, you know, happy that her kids are back. Exactly. And so... We find Peter, but Peter is actually, he's on the ground outside of the, the Correct. house. Correct.
1: He didn't fly into the room. No. He, he flew down on the ground. hmm But like he was asleep, I yeah. guess. Because he woke up to clinking bottles.
0: And we see Smee. <laughs> yes, he is a
1: street sweeper.
0: He's a street sweeper. And we never find out that character's name, but it's literally Smee. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: Bob Hoskins. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, they don't even try to disguise him right like they did a better job with glenn close yeah they, than they did. did with bob hoskins
0: yeah and so yeah he's just you know cleaning up the trash yeah and then at that point it's like he realizes where he is and he sees nana and her dog house yes and he runs over and he's like nana and he like that runs. poor dog i man. know that dog was like ah yeah
1: what the hell <laughs> get out of here man it's my house
0: yeah and so you just kind of see him and you, you can hear the phone still going off, even though it's buried. Right. And so That's he actually, crazy. he actually unburies the phone like a dog and he picks it up and he's like, oh, he's like, hi, Brad. He's like, have you been on the phone this entire time? Yeah. You know, and
1: he. Yeah. So he hangs up, he climbs the drain pipe all the way up to the balcony. Yep. And he looks in through the balcony window and he can see through the curtains, everybody laughing, happy. They're having fun. Yep. He's rapping on the window, mm-hmm. you know, tapping on there. He's like, you know, let me in, basically.
0: Jack opens and, in a, you yeah. know, he's like, excuse me, do you have an appointment? Yeah. it's like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, ha, ha,
1: everybody's a comedian. Yep. But Peter goes back into his whole self real quick. Yeah, but it's kind of, he's messing he's with them, joking. but he doesn't he's know like, that yet.
0: You know what did I tell you about you know standing in front of open windows? And at first the kid's taken aback, and he's like,
1: he's like, ah, crap, my I dad know. didn't change. I know,
0: <laughs> and he's like, you know, always make sure that they're open, yeah, or something like that.
1: Yeah, something goofy like that. But yeah, definitely make sure you close windows.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: especially and lets air inside, windows. and
1: if you're trying to heat or cool a house, it's just money, right? So. Yeah, so he you know, he's he's made a total one eighty yep. and and everybody's laughing, having fun. And uh while they're all just hugging and having fun together, we see that um Toodles comes,
0: toodles comes in. Toodles walks
1: in. Yeah, yep. I'm sorry. Toodles. And this is where Peter gives him his marbles. He's, he's like, like, I have something for you. Yep. And he gives him the little bag of marbles. Yep. And Toodles opens it and looks in it and he's like, my marbles. Yeah. You know, he's all excited and and, and just ecstatic that he's got his marbles yeah. back again. And um, this is where the phone rings again and it's Brad. Mm-hmm. And Peter's response to the phone is like, hey, Brad, have you ever wondered what the feeling of uh, flying feels like? And he's like... Feel this. And he throws it out the window. Yeah. And Mora's like, you know, what's gotten into you? And he's like, you know, I've, you know, changed, basically. Right. And it's just a great, big, happy ending. Well, And Tootles, at one point, is actually, there's fairy dust in that little bag of marbles. And it's marbles. his happy
0: thoughts also.
1: Exactly. So the fairy dust sprinkles on him. And because his marbles, which are his happy thoughts, he has again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He remembers how to fly. Yep. And he's, like, lifted up in the air, flying and liza out of nowhere
2: <laughs> yeah is
1: in this room now and screaming like not like a terror type scream but right. like a happy scream but right. it's like bring it down just a, just to a, just a notch just use your indoor scream but she is screaming and toodles is floating away he's floating outside the window I don't know how many people outside are now freaking because right? a man is flying <laughs> exactly. without anything to help him. Exactly. And it's end scene, I think. Yeah from there. It. It's just the end.
0: Yep. It was just the family out on the balcony kind of waving the to toodles.
1: Waving the to tootles as he flew is too close like to the sun.
0: Tootaloo motherfucker.
1: <laughs> Tootaloo is literally going toodaloo, mabo. Yes. <laughs>
0: So um, I just I love that movie.
1: He better stay in the atmosphere. That's all I gotta
0: say. Right.
1: Don't go too high.
0: So anyway, all right. You want some trivia?
1: I do. Yes.
0: All right. So when the Bannings fly to England, the pilot's voice is that Dustin Hoffman, uh, where he's like, "This is your captain speaking." Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know that.
1: That's kind of cool.
0: Hey, guess who played uh, the kissing couple who begin to float? Who? <laughs> George Lucas and Carrie Fisher in a cameo. Oh wow! Yeah.
1: Huh? You can't even see. Who I know. They are. You could
0: literally use anybody.
1: Yeah, like you could have just used like extras off the street, basically.
0: Okay, so uh, Maggie Smith at the time she was only fifty-six years old. Uh, I guess. Really? Yeah. At the time of filming, she was aged by makeup to play 92 year old grandma. Okay, I was going to say, because yeah. how did
1: a 56 year old woman <laughs> I look like she was almost 100?
0: Exactly. Yeah, the name of the pirate that Glenn Close played was Gutless, uh, who got locked in the boo box. That was the name. That of was it. the name of the pirate? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> That's funny.
0: So Bob Hoskins bought beer for 300 plus extras uh, after a lengthy and complicated scene was cut.
1: Huh. That stinks. I know. But that's kind of cool for him, you know.
0: So let's see. Julia Roberts was named Tinker Hell because she was difficult to deal with. A reaction to her working conditions of solitude and green screen. Really? Yeah.
1: Man. Man. Tinker Hill.
0: (laughs) This is kind of interesting. Dustin Hoffman's former co-star, John Voight, asked him if he could bring his children, James Haven and Angelina Jolie, to the set because they were dying to meet Captain Hook. Hoffman agreed to meet them all in costume. Jolie was 16 years old, and Hoffman described her as a tall, thin, gawky-looking girl with a mouth full of braces. After Jolie told Hoffman she was going to be an actress, Hoffman went home to his wife and said... I don't think this kid has any idea what a tough road she's got.
1: Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of interesting.
0: So the word bangerang is actually Jamaican slang for uproar, disorder, or disturbance. Oh. That makes sense. Well,
1: I mean, yeah, it makes yeah. sense because every time they say it, they're like, it's just chaos. Right. I got a little side note. Okay. So, you know, the inspector that we couldn't stand who is all like just brushing them off. Yeah. That was Phil Collins.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He could feel it coming in the air.
0: Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Yes. Uh, Julia Roberts almost put the production into jeopardy when she fled California after her wedding to Kiefer Sutherland was called off. She decided to avoid the press by hiding out in Ireland. The furious Steven Spielberg, Spielberg reportedly threatened to fire her. She didn't return. Well, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm literally paying you to do a job here. Get your butt back.
0: Yeah, right?
1: Jeez, temperamental actors.
0: This is funny. Robin Williams' upper body and arms were shaved for his role because that man was a hairy Oh, he was a very mo-mo. hairy human being. He was extremely hairy. I'm pretty
1: certain all that hair that he had on his body in Jumanji was him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right? Oh, Jimmy Buffett uh, had a an appearance, one of the pirates who attempts to steal uh, Peter's shoes when he first arrives in Neverland. That
1: was Jimmy Buffett?
0: One of them was, yeah. Wow, that's kind of cool. Carrie Fisher did some uncredited rewriting on the final draft of the screenplay.
1: Carrie Fisher
0: did? She did actually, if you go back and look, she actually did a lot of writing on, on movies and stuff. Like Really? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. That's kind of mm-hmm. cool. Let's see. Dustin Hoffman's three children make appearances in the movie.
1: I was actually just seeing that. Yeah, right now. that's cool. His
0: youngest son, Max Hoffman, played five-year-old Peter Pan. His daughter, Rebecca Hoffman, played Jane in the play at the beginning of the movie, and his oldest son, Jake Hoffman, played a little league uh, player in Jake's baseball. Or I'm sorry, in Jack's baseball game. <laughs> in this movie, it is explained that Toodles lives with Wendy because Wendy didn't have the heart to put him in a home. Oh yeah, they did say that. Cause at one point, Peter, you know, as himself, was said something like, "I thought he was gonna be in a home," and then I think Liza said oh, something about Toodles. Yeah.
1: Oh, and okay.
0: In the original draft of the play, Toodles and Wendy got married when they grew up. That's just it. I mean, there's um, so many different, uh, you know, facts and stuff. David Bowie turned down the role of Captain James Hook.
1: Oh, thank goodness. Right? I think I, Dustin Hoffman yeah, was like the perfect I, choice for I that. I think so too. I mean, no, no, nothing against David Bowie. I mean, he was a, he was a, a what was it? Labyrinth? Yeah. I liked him in Labyrinth. That was good.
2: Okay. But
1: yeah, I, I think Dustin Hoffman was the more natural choice. Just like if anybody else other than Robin Williams was Pan. Right. I don't think it would have been the same.
0: And we, we were talking about, you know, Pan Am. So yeah. Peter and his family fly Pan Am Airlines to London. Pan Am went out of business, like we said, on December 4th,
1: 1991.
0: Yeah. Uh, ex- that that was exactly one week before this movie's release on December 11th,
1: 1991. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's crazy. Yep. Imagine going to the theater and going, huh, that airline's gone now.
0: And this was actually Gwyneth Paltrow's second movie. Really? Yep. Hmm. so like i said there's a ton of you know if you get onto imdb and stuff there's a lot of interesting facts about oh yeah this movie
1: yeah that's really cool
0: um so let's see what do you uh what do you want to use to rate this
1: um you could you could use broken clocks you could use hooks you could use um peter pans tinkerbells What's... um toodles marbles
0: oh we could do that
1: okay <laughs> So, bags of poodles marbles,
0: yep, I'm gonna give it four and a half bags, but I like it
1: i'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it five
0: a solid five a
1: solid five bags of marbles nice five dangerous bags of marbles right <laughs> open them up just trip and fall
0: exactly <laughs> so um we actually this movie um is on currently on Netflix, yeah surprisingly yeah it's really cool (laughs)
1: the only problem that i find with netflix when we're watching stuff on there
0: is that they get rid of stuff
1: (laughs) that too and but the volume is so weird so like during this movie i'll be turning the volume up because i can't hear the people talking right and then all of a sudden you get a fight scene yeah or something happens and the music (laughs) just explodes you're like ah yeah my ears (laughs) oh my freaking ears right
0: so that's, so yeah, we watched it on Netflix. Um, It's literally on all the other Amazon, all oh, yeah. the usual oh, yeah. places where you can find exactly. it. Um, so let's see for next week, uh, we're going to do Million Dollar Baby. Yep. So, all right. Well, sad. Yeah, but it's a good movie. Yeah, it is a good movie. So, all right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Oh, yeah. Thank you.